Welcome to the Raymond Tamaklo podcast. You are about to listen to a message as preached by the senior pastor and founder of Love Springs International Church, Nairobi, Kenya. Reverend Raymond Tamaklo is a missionary to the nation of Kenya. He is an author and a church planter. Reverend Raymond Tamaklo has a passion of raising pastors and shepherds who delight in the work of God. He has dedicated fairly all his life to the ministry of our Lord Jesus Christ, doing exactly this. He believes in ensuring that the Word of God is preached to all because each and every soul is precious and important to God. This podcast will reignite your love for God and His work and will work out times of refreshing in your life. Now, get ready to be blessed as you listen to the soul-saving Word of God expertly handled by Reverend Raymond Tamaklo of the Love Springs International Church Headquarters, Nairobi. Be transformed as you listen. Amen. What a blessing to be in God's presence. Let us pray. Father, we thank you this morning. You are Alpha, you are Omega. You are our beginning. You are also our end. We ask, Lord, this morning, as we have come into your presence, that our lives will never be the same. Speak to us. Let the sound of the trumpet produce a certain sound, one that is driven to our hearts, our souls, and our minds, and our spirits. May we comprehend that for which you apprehended us day by day as we sit under your feet to hear from you. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Wow. Please do have your seats. Wow. Amen. Today is day eight of our 14 days fast. Um, yes, we're, we're, we're getting there. Next week, Sunday, and we're done. And then we can focus on doing other things for the year. I believe that it's important to sow these special seeds um, ahead of the days in the year. Um, maybe the pastors or shepherds will be reminding me, one of the things we need to pray for this year is to pray for Christians around the world. Um, 2023 will be a year of great persecution for Christians. Uh, may not be in Kenya, but around the world. And I think um, we must pray for other Christians in other parts of the world. Do you understand? So um, I received that revelation in, I think, the third day of the fast or the fourth day of the fast. So we also pray for Christians. Amen. 
All right. So before I teach, um, I see Chris is in the house. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Chris is the brother of Joan, and he's been away for the last three years um, in the U.S. He just got back on Thursday. Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. So I appreciate uh, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, are you jealous? I don't like your clapping at all. <laughs> Appreciate him once more. <laughs> Amen. Whilst he was there from time to time, he would um, get in touch with me and we'll talk. Amen. He's a very communicative person. Uh, he doesn't look it, but he is. Uh, he, he, if you see him, he doesn't look it, but he is very communicative. Um, Chris, you're welcome. Welcome back home. I don't know if they've told you I'm not a, a citizen of Kenya. <laughs> so I'm a citizen now. <laughs> Mercy. Unofficial citizen. Amen. And then I also want us to appreciate um, Ezekiah. Favor, did I get the name right? (laughs) Ezekiah is the nephew of Favor. Ezekiah. Ezekiel, we'll get it. Yes, Ezekiel, Ezekiel is the nephew of um, Favor, um, and he just came in yesterday from Madagascar. Yes, <laughs> yes, now. <laughs> <laughs> he got in yesterday, the same yesterday he rehearsed with the dancing stars, and the same yesterday he learned all he needed to learn to serve God this morning. As for you, as for you, even if the president comes. And tells the pastor, make this one dance. You still tell the president, Apana. <laughs> yes. Yet you can dance. Uh, so, yes. The Lord has refreshed us with Ezekiah um, and um, Chris' presence. And we thank God for that. Yeah. So, he, he's going to be around for a while. Um, so, he can't go to any other place. He's here. Yes. Yes. And um, I can tell he's happy to be here. Amen. Um, I think Favors family, they are gifted. Yes. Uh, I mean, the song Favors sang a while back, you can't, not everybody can sing it. Yes. At least those of us who grew up listening to the Original version. Do you understand? Yeah. 
that. Not everybody can sing it. Yes, and I think Fever sings just like a pro. Yes. Yeah, she's a legend. <laughs> yes. Some of you don't know, but Fever's, uh, one of Fever's big brother is a pastor. Yes. So, and uh, I think Ezekiel told me yesterday he can play the bass guitar. He can dance. Fever can play. How do you call that one? Is it a violin? Or the one they put around the neck? What's it called? Violin. Or she plays one of those instruments. She can sing. Many talents. Yes. Me, I have only one talent. Yes, I have only one. And then she's also black belt in Taekwondo. Black belt. And then she can also cook like a chef. Yes. Many talents. Yes. Black belt. There's, there's a voice to sing. There's the strength to fight. Ability to cook like a chef. And then she can also act. Hey. Some of us, we have only one talent. Yes. Me, my one talent is open your Bible to, that's it. Yes. <laughs> you have what? <laughs> oh, mercy. Yeah, so God bless you, Favor. Amen. <laughs> yes, and Favor's sister is also a pastor in, um, is it Senegal? In Senegal. Yes. The, the direct sister, she pastors um, Christ Embassy, Senegal. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Your sister is fornicating. Let me answer for you. <laughs> uh, yeah, what a blessing. Yes. And the sister is also a doctor. That's the pastor. The pastor is also a doctor. Yes. I don't want to talk about you right now. Uh, yes, let me jump and pass. Uh, it's a blessing to serve the Lord. Yes, it's a blessing to serve the Lord. Yeah, when Phoebe's mother was in Kenya, she was in church. Yes, and she wasn't sitting at home. She was in church. When she came, how old was she? She was 83 years. Yes, and she was dancing and she was in church. Yes, which means right now she's 80, 80, oh, now she's 83. Yes, it's a blessing. Yes, and I got to learn from Nathan that the grandmother loves Coca-Cola. <laughs> so those of you who were offended at me the other day when I was teaching and I was talking about, I was talking about Phoebe's mother. I wasn't talking about you. So if you are offended, I was referring to Fever's mother. Do you understand? All Coke drinkers and Fanta drinkers. I wasn't referring to you. I was referring to Fever's mother. Yes. I learned that she can, if you give her three cups of Coca-Cola, she can tell you that this one is from the can, this one is from the bottle, and this one, I don't know, but she can tell the difference. <laughs> and 
And she carries with herself a cook anywhere she's going. Yes. So when she requests that you don't have, she'll supply for herself. You say, I have stories. <laughs> Mercy. Yeah. You should be interested in people. Some of you are not interested in anybody. Do you understand? Yeah. I pray you'll be interested in people. Yes. Not interested in what people have. Interested in people. Amen. Thank you, Favor. All right. So, the year of leadership. Leading others as I lead myself. Emily, you explain why you are happy this morning. (laughs) It's like you had morning glory. (laughs) 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 Yeah. (laughs) By the way, Today we have only one service, um, today not two services, one service, so this is um, a comprehensive service, it will contain the teaching as well as the prayers for the day, amen. So we can take a rest and um, launch onto the last week of the fast strongly, amen, yes. Um, The year of leadership. If I can teach you to lead yourself, and if I can teach you to lead yourself as you lead others, this church will be a glorious, beautiful church. Praise the Lord. As young as you are, you should begin to lead yourself. Amen. So, this morning, I'm going to teach you. Last week, if you remember, we looked at 10 things every leader should know about the power of habit. Number one, a habit is an act that is repeated easily without thinking about it or planning to do it. Do you have it? Number two, what does it say? your custom, whether you're conscious of it or not. Number three, a habit is often an insignificant act that seems to have no power to affect the future, but it does. Amen? Number four, a habit can either be good or bad, natural or spiritual. Number five, good habits are repeated as easily as bad habits. Number six, Failure and defeat without. Okay, I see your notes are ready. Number um, seven, good habits. Without the person even realizing what he is doing. Amen. Number eight, bad habits are easy to form but difficult to live with. Good habits. To live with. Amen. So if you form a bad habit, you can easily form bad habit. Yes, easily. But then you'll find it difficult to live with after you have formed it. Do you understand? Yes. And then good habits are very difficult.
difficult to form. Do you get it? Like being on time, being punctual is a difficult habit to form. How is it that they'll say you are never late? It's a habit. But once you form it, it's so easy to now live with. You see that without even planning to be early, you are early. Are you listening to me? So that point is important uh, for your understanding. Whatever habit you're trying to form now, if it's good, you see that you're struggling with it. Yes, but once you form it, it's easy to live with now. And you live that way for the rest of your life. Praise the Lord. And then number nine. You cannot interview a rich man, a great man, a great sportsman, a great pastor, a great businessman, and they won't tell you that this is what they do every day. They'll tell you something they do every day. Yes. And they'll even be sure to tell you they do it at a specific time. The first thing they do when they wake up, they'll tell you. If you like, go and watch the interview of great people. Yes. Somewhere in the interview, you see that they talk about their habits. Now, you can tell somebody who is going to be successful by their habits. Are you listening to me? Now, if you're seated here right now and you don't have any habits, I mean, like, as we are teaching, you don't have any habits. Good or bad, you don't have. Do you get it? Good or bad, you don't have. We don't know where you are going. Yes. At least, you must have some consistent bad habits. Then we know you are going this way. Do you get it? But when we check you out, you don't even have bad habits. Like, every day is one, your, your motto is one step at a time. Or that the wind blows you wherever. Now, that, as for you, your own is even worse. Do you understand? Yes. You must have some consistent habit or you must have habit if you're going to be successful. Amen? Pastor Edwin, please work on this for me. Then lastly, habits are safety procedure for leaders. Amen. So this morning, quickly, I want us to look at 20 good habits every leader should develop. Take me to Ecclesiastes 10 from the verse 1, the NLT. As dead flies cause even a bottle of perfume to stink, so a little foolishness 
spoils great wisdom and honor. It's going to be hot. It's about to go down. When you are born, you are born with foolishness. Not my words. Not my words. Not my words. The preacher says that foolishness is bound to the heart of a child. But the rod of correction drives it far from him. So, Every child is born with foolishness. Do you understand? It is the rod of correction that drives that foolishness away from the child. Now, unfortunately, some of us, the foolishness have not been driven away from the heart. It's still there. Am I going to get into trouble? So as we are growing up and God wants to place us in great places of honor, something is fighting that purpose. And it is not a demon. Some of you are not fought by demons. Let's be sincere. Some of us, we are fought by our own foolishness. So, because the foolishness has not been driven away, now that God wants to place you in a place of honor, a place of dignity, he wants to make you a great pastor. He wants to make you a great businessman. He wants to make you a great woman of God. Now, the foolishness is causing the savor the fragrance of what God wants to do in your life to send forth a repelling smell. Are you listening to me? Your gift plus foolishness will not land you anywhere. I'm going to say it. I said your gift plus foolishness will only produce a foul smell. You are the best worker, but you're always late. Instead of your work being appreciated, the lateness is sending forth a stinking smell. You are a beautiful woman, but you can't shut up. So instead of your beauty being appreciated, your loud mouth, insulting mouth is causing you to send forth a stinking smell. Hmm. You don't like my message around here. Hmm. You see, if you, I, I keep telling you in this church, choose whether you want to be a Christian or not. Yes. So that's I'm, I'm just explaining um, Ecclesiastes 10 1. So dead flies, dead flies are synonymous to foolishness. 
Yes, especially when they are into something that should bring a sweet smell. Do you get it? Yes. So, dead flies, it causes a bottle of perfume. If you buy a perfume for $1,000, right? Of course, there are those ones that are sold for $1,000. I'm not talking about shopping from Isli. Yeah. Yeah. There are, there, are, there are bottles of perfume sold for $10,000. You'll be surprised. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You see that in a year they make only 10 bottles of such a perfume for specific clientele. Yes. You, you, you are arguing because, Charlie, you are not in that level. Mercy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You, you go for refilling. <laughs> they use syringe to f- refill it. Chai. <laughs> when you have such a perfume, it's supposed to send off a nice smell. And then some house flies have entered such an expensive perfume. You understand? Now when you spray that thing, uh-uh. It's not smelling as it should smell. Do you get it? Now that is the presence of foolishness in the gift of a man. That is what? The presence of foolishness in a leader. So you are now a leader and you are walking in foolishness. Something that should bring relief, comfort, leadership becomes offensive. And it's because of the presence of foolishness. That is why as early as possible, you must eliminate foolishness from your life. Are you listening to me? Yes, you must eliminate it. Otherwise, your gift that should bring you a certain honor, wisdom, acceptance begins to repel people instead of bringing you acceptance. You are a good person. Nobody is saying you are not a good person. But you also have foolishness. Hmm. Yes. It's a combination. Yes. You are hardworking. Nobody is saying you are not hardworking. But you drink so much that the office, people have to be covering their noses when they are coming to ask you, where is the file for, where is the file? Because by the time you open your mouth, you are sending forth the, the order of yesterday's drinking. So sometimes they have no choice but to fire you because you are constantly hanged over every day at the office. It's not that you're not gifted. You're gifted. It's not that you're not intelligent. You're intelligent. Many gifted people have been ruined by a little foolishness. Tiger Woods. Few 
few of the black sportsmen who you could say um, were endowed. I mean, the guy made millions of dollars. Millions of dollars. You see, you joke with the teaching. You see that you fight all your life to attain a certain position. And then the small thing you refuse to take care of will bring you down. But as gifted as he was, I mean, if you talk of the world of golf, you can't talk about golf without mentioning Tiger Woods. Yes. But he had a little foolishness in his life. He loved sex. He just cannot stop having sex. Some of you are saying, yeah, but you are, you are not different from Tiger Woods. Do, do you understand? Yes. And it costed him his, his career. Yes. And it didn't just cost him his career. It costed him millions of dollars. So, brothers and sisters, as dead flies cause even a bottle of perfume to sting, so a little foolishness spoils great wisdom and honor. Verse 2. A wise person chooses the right road. A fool takes the wrong one. It's going to be hot. A wise person chooses the right. We are going to Kisumu. Ah, Chale, Westlands, Limuru. We go. Naivasha, we go, we go. The fool says, Chale, I have discovered how to use a Mombasa road to uh, Machakos. And don't worry at all. We are going to get to Kisumu anyway, anyhow. And in fact, it's, it's going to be so fast than this other one. I know it. Yeah, I know it. So, you see that the wise person says, ever since Kisumu became Kisumu, everybody goes this way. But the fool says, nah, I figured a way out. I figured a way out. Let's go. Charlie, let's have some adventure. And they go this way. Will the fool ever reach? No. Because he chose the wrong road. I have, you see, I'm privileged to raise leaders. All my life is all I've done. Yes. And in raising leaders, I can tell you for sure, you'll be raising two kinds of people. You'll be raising leaders that are wise. And then you'll be raising foolish leaders. The wise leaders you are raising, when you tell them, this is the way. They don't argue. They follow the right road. Wake up. Pray. Do your quiet time. They said, apostle, that we shall do. Then amongst the leaders you are raising are the foolish ones. Rise up. Do your quiet time. They said, well, you know, I can read biology in place of the quiet time. And uh, watch a movie. There's a movie on leadership. I'm going to watch a movie on leadership. You know? So you see that the wise, they easily choose the right road. 
I have stood in this church and have taught people the right road to marriage. They are yet to take it. I said I have stood in this church and I have taught people the right road to marriage. They are yet to take it. They are seated here and they are telling me in their head that, oh, we will marry anyway. We know the right road. Yes. When you have a girl living in your house you've not married, when will you get married to her? That's the wrong road. You've chosen the wrong road. And you see, some of you sisters, you say you want marriage, but the truth is that you don't want marriage. You've taken the wrong road. The wrong road is to carry yourself unmarried to that boy and sit in his house behaving like a wife. You are not a wife. Even if he calls you Bibiangu, where was you Bibiake? You are not madam. Even if you cook for him, if you like, he's not married you. Young girl, I'm talking to you. He's not married you. Give him sex left and right, up and down. Do all the styles. He's, even if he calls you Bibiangu, you are not Bibiangu. they're in the church and they'll do it. Yes. They're in the church, they'll do it. And that's how you know that somebody has taken the wrong road. And taking the wrong road makes you a fool. Yes. How many minutes into the teaching is hot? (laughs) Are you listening to me? Yes. The same person who say, Lord, give me the anointing for marriage. You get the slap for marriage. <laughs> you have been dating for four years. It takes four years to get a degree. Let me give you your certificate. Come for your certificate. Please, come for your certificate in degree of relationship. Can you please come for your certificate? What kind of a relationship takes four years? Any relationship leading to marriage, you see the marriage by the end of the second year. Yes. By the end of the first year, if it doesn't happen, by the end of the second year, one and a half years, two years, if he wants to marry you, he'll be in a hurry to marry you. Some people, if they wanted to be a doctor, they would have been a doctor by now. After all, you've been in a relationship for seven years. Yes. Let me tell you something, young lady. If the relationship goes beyond two years, start advising yourself. 
Call the young man for a meeting. He said, oh, Charlie, we have been doing this for two years. Uh, I don't know what your plan is. Uh, what's your plan? I don't know what it is. Um, if, if you're not, you see, if you're not careful, one foolish boy like that will keep you his prisoner whilst keeping his options opened. And so one day he will get up and tell you, Chale, I'm going to Kisumu. I'll be back after two weeks. When he returns, he will return with a wife. Yes. And then he's going to come and tell you, my mother, is, my mother gave me a wife. Yes. He said, I'm teaching this. The girls are happy, but they'll go out there and do a, and choose the, the, the wrong road. If you were in uni, you would have had a degree by now. Four years, your relationship hasn't produced even paper. You, in, in that four years, you have received masters in pornography. You have received masters in stylology. <laughs> Do you understand? Now you are applying for PhD in something. <laughs> Do you understand? Yes. Any young man who wants to marry you, he won't waste time. Yes. He will marry you whether he has money or not. Yes. Because the truth of the matter is you're not going to marry using money. Forget all these nonsense they call wedding. That's not even the most important thing. Yes. It's the preparation for marriage that is important, not the one day or the two days. I mean, how can the day somebody brings his hungry stomach for you to feed be the day of marriage? That's no, it is the preparation for the marriage. That is the marriage. Not the one day somebody will come and drink your Fanta, drink your Coke. That time you have borrowed money to make pilau. Some will eat there, carry away home. That's not the marriage. The marriage is the preparation for the marriage. Do you understand? Do you understand? Yes. So, those of you who are in these relationships that um, is taking forever, I'm, I'm your pastor. So, even though you sit here, you don't see me as your pastor. Jesus is coming for you. That for me to teach you and then you, you take the teaching seriously. Because if you're in a relationship, let me say, let me put this one there before I move on. And the relationship has dragged long enough. It starts resembling a marriage. There's a distinct period in your life. You should always remember because the storms of marriage, you need a certain memory to keep the storm in the marriage going. So you remember oh, when we were courting. And you see that period is brief and is nice and is sweet. You, you have eaten into the courting period and you are now on of, you see two beloveds in the church 
And they only already look married. You can't see any mystery between the two. One day, One day. me, I like sitting in my corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No wahala. So, as I was sitting in my corner, something told me to get out. So, I was going somewhere. Do you understand? I was going somewhere. So, I passed here. I passed here. And then I saw a young man and a young lady and they were doing quiet time together. They are beloved. It is the first time in my life that I saw the Holy Spirit can put two people together to do quiet time. Because I thought that quiet time is me. Now these two people have so bonded that the Holy Spirit has to instruct the two of them. Me and my big mouth. When I I said, ah. You mean two are already one. And the Holy Spirit is accepting them as one. Then you see that, is it that, that excitement to be, hey, I can't leave you. Then you choose, I can't leave you. What is the Holy Spirit telling you? Oh, he's telling me this. Oh, what is he telling you? He's telling me. What a quiet time. In my entire life, I've never had such a quiet time. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I can never forget it. I saw it with my own eyes. <laughs> yes. You get it? Yeah. Any two people that says, let's do quiet time together. Hey. You should see the distance. Even the Holy Ghost, I saw the Holy Spirit trying to squeeze himself between the two of them. But the space was not enough for the Holy Spirit. So I just saw the Holy Spirit hanging. Yes, I was just in my corner. Yeah. Sometimes the, thing I, the things I see, I, I didn't ask to see them. Yes, I didn't ask to see them. So those of you whose relationship now looks like a marriage. Hmm? Yeah. Ah. One of these days you'll check out. Oh yes. Ah. Huh. You'll check out. Yes. In such a relationship, the ones who go forward and it ends in marriage are the most frustrated ones. Like you're, you're so frustrated that you know there's no excitement, there's no, but you still go ahead. And your, your answer is because I've known him for six years. I've also known God for 20 something years. Yeah. And the sister should know that you can be with a young man for four years and he doesn't think he owes you. You know, sisters always think, since I've been with you for five years, you owe me. Yes. 
And I also tell the young men that you don't owe them. Since I'm teaching you, you only listen. I'm also telling the young men, you don't owe them. You don't owe them. The sisters have to lay the traps for you to marry them, whether you like it or not. Yes. And if they are not doing what you are in a relationship, you're having sex in the morning, sex in the afternoon, sex in the evening, sex in the morning, sex in the afternoon, sex in the evening, sex in the morning, Saturday, four times. She should tell you, no, you've not married me. Yes. So if she's not done it and she's giving you free access, I'm also telling you, you don't owe her. Use and pass. Somehow, I and the pastors know that we must force the church to resemble what Jesus wants it to resemble. Somehow, I and the pastors, we all know that. So I'm telling the brothers, use for free. Brother, use them. Use them. Then what you want to pass on, come and tell me. Yes, come and tell me. If I have some correct daughters in this church, I will have some correct sons. Yes. They will help me to, because a woman can be a man's unofficial leader. Yes. Yes. You haven't seen anything yet. Yes. So, if the sisters are saying, oh, when I teach, then they'll go and tell their boys, you see, don't listen to Apostle. Mm? He's already married. Mm? And he has, it's good you said already married because I also did the right thing to marry. So, brothers, use. Now that I've given you license, use. They want you to use them. Hey, where are all the where is my anointing oil? Bring bring down. I want to anoint the brothers for usage. Bring your head. Let me pour oil for using. Hmm. <laughs> He's ready. Hmm. Yes. You sh- bring the horn. Bring the horn. I want to anoint all brothers in the church today. Yes. Yes. Pastor, what are you coming to do? I'm coming to anoint brothers with the oil from the horn. With the ability to use the sisters who want to be used. Yes. I have the horn for anointing. Yes, I want to anoint the brothers. Yes. Who have I been teaching to protect? The sisters. And then after teaching that they should be treated this way, that way, they go and tell the brothers, don't listen to Apostolo. Don't listen to him. You lose your relationship. Eh? Don't listen to him. Yeah, you are here. You are being told, don't listen to him. I want you to bring your head. Let me now anoint it properly. Yes, for you not to listen. Hey. <laughs> A wise person chooses the right road. Yes. A fool takes the wrong one. If you see a gawo, do you know a gawo? A gawo chooses the wrong road. Yes. 
if you see a gawo girl, two days into the relationship, she has removed her panties ten times. That's a gawo. Yes. Yes, 48 hours. She has removed it ten times. If you don't like my teaching, don't come to this church. You see, one day you're going to be away from your wife. One day you're going to be away from your husband. And then he's going to think about how many times you like removing your panties. Then he's not going to be able to trust you. You understand what I'm saying to you? Yes. He's not going to be able to trust you. He can't believe that the girl he knew has suddenly become born again. Holy Ghost filled. Tongue talking. So choose the right road now. Especially for those of you who are still young. Do you get it? Yes. Because you're on a journey. And the right road will either take you to the right destination or the wrong road will take you to the wrong destination. Yes. Verse 3. Let's go quick. You can identify fools just by the way they walk down the street. I should jump and pass. You can identify fools. Fools have a way they walk. So when you just see the gawoo walking, yo, this is a gawoo. <laughs> you can identify fools just by the way they walk down the street. Yes, it's in the Bible. Yes. Like, there are some girls here, they don't even walk like girls. Yes, they don't even walk like a girl should walk. Do you understand? Yeah, they don't walk like a girl should walk. There's no, there's no feminine approach to even their walking. You know? Yes. A man can walk gra, 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 gra. You know? A lady should have a certain age. So sometimes when I see the sister brothers, sister brothers, do you understand? Yes, they are sister brothers. Yeah, the person is both a sister and a brother. <laughs> then I ask myself, hey, what will this one's husband do tomorrow? <laughs> Mercy. <laughs> the person is a sister brother. <laughs> yeah, very okay with it. 
Yeah, I have one seated around here, not far from here. I, I can even demonstrate the walking style for you to see. <laughs> Before I get into trouble, verse 4. If your boss is angry at you, don't quit. <laughs> don't twa 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 out of the church. Because your pastor is angry with you. <laughs> hey. One day somebody walked out on me in the church. Yes. Hey, you could just hear the sound of the high heel as she was going. I even remember the color of the shoe. Hey, me, I am a very traumatized pastor. Yes, I go for counseling. Yes, I'm tra- I'm dealing with my trauma. <laughs> Yes, I'm dealing with my trauma. Yes, I'm a very traumatized pastor. Oh, yes. <laughs> when your boss is angry at you, don't quit. Yeah, don't quit. A quiet spirit can overcome even great mistakes. One of the things you need to learn is If I didn't do this mistake, this person will not be angry with me. But I have done the mistake. He's angry. Then you are angry that he's angry that you did a mistake. There is no humility there. Because there cannot be a reaction without an action that provokes that reaction. So what do you do? You don't say, well, I, I told him Paul Ebasi. Paul Ebasi, he didn't accept the Paul Ebasi. Paul Ebasi. How many times does he want me to say Paul Ebasi? You have committed a mistake. So now you need a quiet spirit in order for your great mistake to be overcome. How is it that you did the wrong thing and you are the one frowning? What level of entitlement is that? What makes you think that you are carrying the right spirit that you did a wrong thing? Do you understand? And then on top of the wrong thing, and that is how people degenerate far away from God. Because you don't have a place for remorse and repentance. And when you have that attitude, I can tell you tomorrow, you still do the same thing. If, if you like, look around. You look at all the frowning people. They have done something wrong. Yes, just look around. Yes. Anything written in the Bible, you see it in real life. Cain, Abel, were to bring God a sacrifice. These two boys knew how to honor God. Abel says, I'm wise. I'll choose the right road. Cain says, well, 
I, let me take the wrong road for once. So he brings God fruits. And so God looks at the two sacrifices and the Bible said he had respect for the sacrifices of Abel. So he smelled the sweet savor, come on now, of Abel's right doings. So again, you see that if you connect it to Ecclesiastes 10.1, if the action is right, the savor will be acceptable. But if the action has foolishness embedded in it, it will send forth the wrong smell, the wrong smoke. Are you listening to me? So God had respect. Now what did Cain do? Cain chooses to behave like some people. He goes to sit down in the corner. Mm. This one that we're on here and they are favoring some people. I thought some leaders were supposed to be impartial. Then he was frowning. He was frowning. So God saw Cain's frown and God came to Cain and he said, Cain, why art thou wroth? Put it NLT. Today we are going NLT full blast. Why are you so angry? The Lord asked Cain, And you see, the approach to even ask you, why are you angry, is a window into salvation. Because even if you don't know that, some of you you frown without knowing you are frowning. Because you have done it for 10 years. So now when you do it, you don't know. A habit is something you can do easily without. Mm -hmm. So now, why are you angry? A window has been opened for you. The mumu is the one who will say, I'm not angry. Why are you angry? And you say, I'm not angry. That's a, a woman's trait. Yes. Men know when women are angry. So we ask you, honey, why are you angry? So when you hear, I'm not angry, trouble. Why are you angry? I'm not angry. In fact, I'm, the I'm not angry comes very fast. I'm not angry. You see, that answer, I'm not angry, is a proof that you are angry. Yes. I'm fine. Uh-huh. That's the word. I'm fine. Yeah, I'm okay. Yeah. In fact, the answer is not, I'm not angry. Those are, I'm fine. When you, no woman is ever fine. So when you hear, I'm fine. <laughs> when you hear, I'm okay. It is a window. Is it maybe you didn't prepare the food on time and you were rebuked? You understand? So why are you angry? You did the wrong thing. You are being corrected. You are angry. God, why are you so angry? The Lord asked Cain. Why do you look so dejected? You will be accepted if you do what is right. You will be accepted if you do what is right. So there are some people, they are masters of wrong action. And then they go around saying, the spirit of rejection is following me. (laughs) Apostle, ever since I was born, I feel the spirit of rejection in my life. 
Can you do deliverance for, for me? I, you, I want you to bind the spirit of rejection over my life. Nobody has rejected you. Your wrong actions have made your person unacceptable. Yes. Anybody you see being accepted, they are being happy with. They are always doing the right thing. It's like children. It's like children. If you have three, four more, you see that as a father, you're drawn easily to the one that pleases you and they please you by doing the right thing. Hmm. Why are you so angry? You will be accepted if you do what is right. But if you refuse to do what is right, then watch out. Sin is crouching at the door eager to control you. But you must subdue it and be its master. So, when you start frowning, I'm telling you, the door, the guy is at the door. Do you know the guy? Satan is right at the door. He knows that, ah, he has done the wrong thing. They've corrected him. He's acting up. He's angry. So, he hangs around. Then once you open the door a little he enters. That's why some people resign without thinking so. Hmm. I'll teach all these oh, on empty stomach as I'm doing right now. They will still say, don't listen to what Apostle is saying. Yes. Mercy. Yeah. Back to Ecclesiastes. If you see somebody frowning, ask them, what have you done wrong today? They'll tell you something they've done wrong today. Yeah. If you're a mother, if you're a mother and you have two children and you're taking them out, it's so easy to tell who has done the right thing today. The one who has done the right thing today will be very happy and around the mother. Yeah. And the one who is in trouble will be walking like a Russian soldier. It's so easy to tell. Yes. <laughs> and when you come to the church, it's so easy to tell which church members have done the wrong thing today. When you come to shepherds, you, it's so easy to tell. If you see a shepherd listening to the sermon with a grim face, she's done the wrong thing because she knows that after service, I'll be asked, why is this this way? You just, you, it's so easy to tell. <laughs> the teachings are very practical. It, it's so easy to tell. <laughs> so when your leader is angry at you, if your there are some women, once their husband is angry at them, so they pack their bags. I'm going to my father's house. I don't know why Kenyan women have that anointing. Yes. Yeah. They pack out of their husband. Where are you going? I'm going to my father's house. I'm going back to my mother's house. Is it when you can pack and go, it means you never left to begin with. Yes, you never left to begin with. You never left. Nah, 
You left? No, you didn't leave. You took a break from your mother's house or your father's house. You never left. And I'm not talking about come we stay back and leave home. That one is proper. I'm talking about you have said I do. And then you have a little problem. Then you say I'm going back to my mother's house. I didn't kill anyone. I'm going back to my. If you pack and leave my house, you're never returning. Yes. You're never returning. I can promise you that. Yeah. But some of these men are weak. Yes. Some of these men are weak. So the girl, she'll pack, she'll go and sit in the father's house. Then you see Mumu man. Patanisho. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, then they call it to Patanisho. And they are resolving the issue online. What a joke. Over the radio, the whole nation is listening to your marriage. In Ghana now they have it. That one is uh, on TV. Yes, they go and sit in the studio. Yes, they go and sit in the studio. This one will tell his story. This one will tell her story. And then you are hearing some amazing stories. <laughs> yes, some are. Do you understand? Yeah. If you do that, you didn't leave. First of all, to begin with. Do you get it? And if you have a good mother, if you have a good mother, then she will tell you, go back. But let me put a caveat here. You can leave when you are being abused. Living is not divorce. Yes. This man beats the hell out of you. He takes his knee and he knocks your chest. You are not in a wrestling match. I'm not the pastor who tell you divorce. I don't believe in divorce. Yes. But for the sake of your life, it will be good for you to be away from that abuse. And no man that loves his wife lays his hands on her. Are you listening to me? So, you can take your time away from that. And only go back when you are sure that it will never repeat itself. The, the, the brothers looking at me, you are the ones I'm talking to. The sisters are not your punching bags. Have a little bit of, of, of sense. Do you understand? Yeah. And you see, if you're a man, you should know that women will provoke you. A woman is anointed to provoke. 
you too, you must be anointed for restraint. What do you expect a man to do when you have gone and stand in his face and you are shaking your, your, your breast? What can you do? What can you do? <laughs> and then he shows you what he can do. Nipige. Nipige. Niwe. 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 Is it you should if you as you just know as a man that hey Satan has entered this woman? Yeah, and Satan is standing right in front of you, telling you, I want you to become a murderer. And you see, the thing about death is that that's you you just push her, you just push her, and then she'll fall down. You have become a murderer. New newer, newer. Right there, you should know that, hey, Satan is around. He has come here to make me a murderer. What do you do? Carry your shirt. Leave the house. Quickly. Yes. Few years when I got married, I had the the biggest argument with my wife. Yeah, my, my son was very, very, very small. You know? So the whole house could hear us shouting. (laughs) And then somebody walked into the bedroom and I looked around and it was my son. He was very small. And then he went straight to the mother. Ah, two people are fighting. You, you have come and you have chosen your side. <laughs> yes. Right there, I just picked my shirt. I put it over my neck, entered the car, and I drove to my friend Bishop Solo's house. Yes. Huh? Yes. Yeah. When I returned to the house, I was being looked like a foreigner, <laughs> including my son. He was looking at my Yes. As I decided that, ah, to fight with a woman. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Huh. These children will go and stand by their mother, no matter what. I advise myself. Yes. These days, these days, I like to have my own private meeting with my children. It will surprise you. I like to have my own private meeting where I state my side. Do you understand? And I explain myself with enough sincerity on my face. You don't understand. Yeah, before they take sides. Glory to God. Satan has come to make you a murderer. Don't stay there. Yeah. How do you think some men have been arrested for murder? 
He said, when you are in the police station, the police didn't know that the woman was saying, eh? Newer, newer. They, they, they said, if she told you newer, should you newer her? <laughs> should you have newer her? No. <laughs> Mercy. Give me the next verse. There is another evil I've seen under the sun. Kings and rulers have made a, make a grave mistake when they give great authority to foolish people. This one I'm tempted to jump and pass. And low positions to people of proven worth. In my country right now, we are suffering. We had a president who was building roads. Building ultra-modern hospitals. And building school blocks. And um, um over, how did they, over, overpass, uh, the, yeah, all that he was building across the country. Then they were told, you cannot eat roads. You cannot eat hospitals. Another group, another group were telling them, you cannot eat roads. Is it road you eat? Is it hospitals you eat? Right? <laughs> when that um, president was ruling, our currency was one dollar to four CDs. In fact, it was even three. Then it moved to four CDs. Then they said, "See how bad the currency has become. How can you have one dollar, four CDs?" They made noise. Then my people said, yeah, this man, he'll do better. Then they voted for him. Yes, in my country. And he has come. I'm just explaining. Go back to verse 5. He says, verse 5, there's another evil I've seen under the sun. Kings and rulers make a grave mistake. Verse 6. They give great authority to foolish people and low positions to people of proven worth. So, we had a leader that was proven building hospitals. Do you understand? He built one hospital. If you walk into it, you think you are in the U.S. Yes. Very ultra-modern. Now, they have come and last year, the dollar to the CD the CD to the dollar was about 20 something CDs to one dollar. As I speak, they don't even have money to do anything. Hospitals too, we cannot see. Yes, my country. Roads too, we cannot see. School, we cannot see. Factories, you cannot see. But the country is broke. Our inflation rate is about 54%. 
Yes. 54%. Do you understand? Yes. Yeah. And we're doing much better than that. Now 54%. It means that the prices of goods have increased by 54%. Yes. Everything, 54%. The people who bought government bonds are being told, we can't pay you your money. So their investment have been pushed back. They, in fact, they are telling them to pay them back at 2038. And some of those people are pensioners. They are 60 years old. They've retired. So they use their gratuity to buy government bonds. And some are even now saying they prefer to die. Yes. Because they've told the president, fire the finance minister. He says no. The finance minister is his cousin. Yes. No? He said, oh, you know, he attended Wales. He was Wales, Cambridge, whatever. Wales, Cambridge. You can't manage inflation. One woman the other day, last week, hanged her child and hanged herself. Yes, because of suffering. She hanged her child, hanged herself. That's why leadership is not for fools. But the thing about Africans is we like sweet-talking politicians. You put an eloquent fool. I said it. You put an eloquent fool down. And you put a stammering achiever and the African will choose the eloquent fool. I may not be able to talk, but I can point you to the hospital. Can't you see the hospital? Someone will come and talk and talk, not deliver. They cannot deliver. Because, you see, before they use four years, we do four, four years, you do five, five years. Um, They used four years blaming the previous administration. Yes, they used four years blaming them for all the wrong things. Now, four years have gone. What are you going to do? Now they can't blame them. Yes, and things are very, very bad. Yes, things are very, very bad. And so leadership doesn't go together with foolishness. Are you listening to me? Put a fool in charge of your shop. Put a fool in charge of your company. Put a fool in charge of anything valuable to you. Is it? You can tell a fool by how they treat opportunities. There are some people I can never buy an expensive shoe and give to them. I will go and buy them gun boots. Gun boots. You know you have gifted a fool by how he treats what you have. Something can be very, this iPad can be very, very important to me. Very dear to me. When I had it, I have kept it with all my heart. Then you say, ah, 
can I give you this? You give this to a fool by one week's time. When you see what you give the fool, you know that you really bless a gawo. Give a fool a shoe. Next week, one month, you see the shoe and your heart bleeds. That shows you that whatever you gave the person, they look down on it. Some of you are like that. Nobody can give you anything because by the next time they are seeing the thing, they bleed that they even gave it to you. But we know you. Nothing concerns you now. Yeah, Your motto is, uh, so what? That you gave me one shoe, so you should control my life. You, you want to control my life. You see, you are talking like a fool. Yeah. Yeah. If you gave it to me, I should wear it the way I want. That's not what, nobody is saying wear it the way I want you to wear it. We're talking about taking care, being responsible. Being responsible. Now you are frowning. Be responsible. You don't have a phone. Somebody gave you their phone for a week. They should not be coming for a phone that has become toothless. Somebody gave you their house for a week. They shouldn't come back to a pig stall. For once, for once, develop the spirit of wisdom and do the right thing. This thing of I don't care, going through life with I don't care, I don't care, I don't care. You will soon exhaust the kindness of everybody around you and soon nobody will show you kindness. If I invite you to my house and you sleep on my bed, when you get up, make my bed. It has oil. How's that? Uh, he'll get used to it. It has oil. Uh, it has oil. Yeah, that's the attitude many have. Yeah. Oh, as we are here, you, it has oil. Yeah. Yeah. You eat and you don't wash the plate oh, in your head. It has oil. Yeah. Yeah. Give it. See. 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 I'm not used to it. Oh, okay. So it has Zoya is you get used to it. Sija Zoya. I'm not used. I'm not used to making bed. Since you are there for that period, Utazoya. <laughs> yeah, you get used to it. Yeah. Or rather tell yourself, oh, since I am here for two weeks, I, I mazoya everything. Yes. I must adapt to the rules here. You see that you can be invited again and again and again and again. <laughs> Somebody gave you their car. The next time they are looking at the car, the car is a scrap. You can't lead yourself to start with. Yes. You can't lead yourself. To start with, you can't lead yourself. 
Somebody should give you something and later, when you return the thing, they should even wonder if they gave it to you at all. Yeah, they should wonder, did she even use it? Because of the care. Some people, they'll take your phone, scratch it on the floor. So that when you come for it, you reject it. You reject. Then they are like, yes, just, just keep it. Yeah. Take the dress, misuse it, so that you say, okay, just keep it. Yeah, that's wickedness. That's wickedness. Yeah. We teach this only in this church. <laughs> it's, and it's a very good message. Yes. My people in Ghana now are crying. They've chosen leaders and they've regretted. Mercy. Yeah. That's why sometimes I, I see the mistake I make when I entrust people with positions. One young man, I gave him a position. I called him for a meeting. I gave him a position. When I finished, he disappeared. He appeared just the other day. Yes. He left the position hanging and he disappeared. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 You're trying to tell me that ah, I'm not interested. Yeah, I've heard you. Yeah, I've heard you. Uh, me, I hear you. I've, I've heard you. Yes. So sometimes, in, yes, very loud. The passengers disappear. No, oh, I'm going here. Apostle, I'll be back. Then I, I assume whatever you ask me to do, you know, the passengers said, ah, yeah, I have places to go now. Yeah. <laughs> Mercy. Yeah, give me the next verse before I go to the things you must establish. I've even seen servants riding horseback like princes and princes walking like servants. Was it? When you dig a well, you might fall in. When you demolish an old wall, you could be beaten by a snake. Careful. You know, I have tried to demolish old walls in this church. And I get beaten a lot of time by snakes. Yes. The wall has been established before I was born. Then I have come. Snakes have found their homes in the wall. And I'm saying, I'm, I'm, I am determined to change how rude people are in this part of the wall. So when I push a rude wall, they bite me. I think you're understanding the message. A lot of the resistance I have faced from shepherds, from my church members, is as a result of my attempt to break down an old wall. As at 10 o'clock, you are still sleeping. It's an old wall I am attempting to break down. 11 a.m. You two, you say you are going somewhere in life. 11 a.m. They are sleeping. And then I'm trying to push down that old wall. And if that's what he's insisting, I'm not going to go to that church. Charlie, don't come to the church. There are many churches right now, they are promising them prosperity. You can go to such churches. In this church, we want people who want to develop leadership and to follow Jesus. Yes. 
Yes. So I've received many st- snake bites. <laughs> we don't fast around here. You are fasting. I push the wall. I get some bites. <laughs> yes. Verse 9. When you work in a quarry, stones might fall and crush you. When you chop wood, there is danger with each stroke of your axe. Using a dull axe requires great strength. So, sharpen the blade. Sharpen the blade. That's the value of wisdom. It helps you to succeed. Yes. How can you be a shepherd and at the beginning of the year, you have not sharpened your axe? How do you sharpen your axe? Spending time in prayer. Spending time in fasting so that your axe is sharpened. You see, you can use a dull um, machete or a sharp one. There's a difference. One will require more strength. You use more strength when it is dull. And then you just do this. You don't have to exert yourself when the machete is sharp or has been sharpened. Do you understand? So, every one of us, we are more efficient the more sharpened we are. I'm going to say it again. If you have people around you who are wary of correction, you can't do much with them. But if you are surrounded by people who are excited at correction, oh, I did it wrong. They told me, I was shopping here. You are gradually raising a group of people who can help you succeed effortlessly. Why? Because all of them are sharpened. But now, you, they, can't be, they can't allow themselves to be sharpened. When you sharpen here, they say, please, you are, you, you are becoming something. When you try to sharpen here, they tell you, oh, this is why I don't like coming to church. Oh. When you sharpen here, they tell you now. You see, you can't use such people to do anything because the axe is down. As a leader, I have great joy when I correct somebody and I see them moving in that correction. The next time, I see them moving in that correction. What happens is, I've seen the person has gone one step higher. And I know those who are going nowhere, even if they stay for 20 years, because the truth is, every correction has been rejected. And corrections are means of sharpening your skill, your abilities, your giftings. Yes. Are you listening to me? So, leadership starts here. Can you see that? Yeah, it starts here. So quickly, let me give you, if I'm telling you get rid of bad habits, I might as well give you what habits to replace the bad habits with. And that's the way to overcome bad habits. Yes, by replacing them with what? Good habits. When you wake up in the morning, you go to Instagram. You watch women shaking bomb bomb. You 
after you have exhausted Instagram, you go to Facebook, you watch women shaking bomb bomb. Because today that's all there is. Isn't it? Yeah. Today that's all there is. Now, it's not a good habit to do. So, what should I replace such habits with? Do you get it? So, 20 good habits every leader should develop. And when we say leader, you must know that this year we are referring to the leadership over yourself and then the leadership of others. Glory to God. Number one, read your Bible every day of your life. Read your Bible every day of your life. You cannot stay without Facebook one single day. You are staying without the Bible days, weeks, months, years. Every single day you're on Facebook. Only that life has taken smartphone from you. So now you are in Kabambi world. And you see that when you are in Kabambi world, you are into Bible. You see, you have a Bible, you read it. How does a believer prosper? How will you succeed? The Bible. Psalms 1. NLT. Psalms 1, quickly. Oh, the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked. Or stand around with sinners. Or join with mockers. The Bible says such people are blessed. Such people they have great joys. Verse 2. But they delight in the law of the Lord. Meditating on it day and night. Meditating on it day and night. Meditating on what? The law of the Lord, which is the Bible, the word of God. They meditate on it day and night. Not Instagram, day and night. No, the word of God, day and night. Verse 3. They are like trees planted along the river bank. Bearing fruit each season, their leaves never wither and they prosper in all they do. They prosper in all they do. You are a businessman who never used the word of God. You may never prosper. They prosper in all they do. Verse 4. But not the wicked. They are like worthless chaff. Scattered by the wind. Verse 5. They will be condemned at the time of judgment. 
sinners will have no place among the godly. So every day of your life, you must read the Bible. Let's not just assume that I have said it and you will do it. You do not even own a Bible. This December, you spent 20000 to go to the village so that you can have sex with a girl in a village. When you were going, you bought shoes. I'm not afraid, I'm going to tell you. You bought shoes. You bought trousers. You bought a new bag. And you went to the village to woe one clueless village girl that you, you are a responsible city boy. You had enough sex in the village. I don't care if you frown, I'll say it. You have returned to Nairobi and you are seated in church without a Bible. You will also say, God bless me. God will bless a cow. How does he bless you without you valuing his word? What is the value you have placed on the word of God? That is what will determine if you qualify for God's blessing or not. Otherwise, this exercise of leaving your house and coming to this church is an exercise in futility. Until you begin to place emphasis on the written word of God. It feeds you. It feeds you. You can buy shoe. You can buy Bible. You are a joker. In case you are coming new from the village, I have said that this year the messages will be brutal. Brutal. In case you are wondering what is happening here. Spicy and hot. The pastors in their branches will preach hot messages. If you like, take it. If you like, don't take it. Otherwise, you'll be in church for three years. Nothing changes in your life. Then you walk out and say, Auna mafuta. Auna mafuta. Biblia ko iko api. Yes. No pastor has the anointing to bless anybody if God has not blessed you. Let us sink deep in. If God hasn't blessed you, no pastor can bless you and you will be blessed. If God has cursed you, no pastor can curse, can bless you and you'll be blessed. So you have to weigh it. Where does my prosperity lies? Then the Bible says his word. Where is your emphasis? Not his word. Which means that by your own choices, you have denounced prosperity. In Joshua 1, Joshua's spiritual father, I'm telling you what Joshua's spiritual father told him. And you, you are offended. Joshua was not offended. 
He told Joshua, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. Look at it. This book of instruction, he said, steady this book of instruction. Steady it. Don't just read it. Steady it. There's a difference between reading and steady. He told Joshua, steady this book of instruction. The Bible is a book of instruction. So many of us, Sunday morning, we are Christians. Monday, we are not ruled by the dictates of the Bible. Tuesday, you are not guided by it. Thursday, you are not. Friday, you are not. Sunday morning, you have become a Christian. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, you live like a demon. Sunday, you are an angel. Then Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and people can do that year after year after year and never see the blessing of God in their lives. Steady this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night. Day and night. So you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. And the Bible says, by the mouth of two or three witnesses, a matter is established. If I say something and it is established on two or three scriptures. If you like jump up and down. Your prosperity will only come by the value you place on the reading of the scriptures. If you like blame God all you want. Anger. You are making me suffer. Anger. You have forgotten about me. Anger. Yeah. That's somebody talking who has never read the Bible in the last two years. Oh God, you are not being fair to me. I go to church. You go to church. Where is your Bible? Even the devil goes to church. So your coming to church is not extraordinary. I, you think the devil hasn't gone to church this morning? He's in some church right now. He's somewhere right now. He's also fellowshipping. Yeah. Somebody who can go to church in heaven. Is it our Penye Penye church? He cannot come. Ah. One day God was having fellowship with his sons. The guy went to fellowship. Yeah, he remembered I used to be in that church before I left. Let me visit. <laughs> I haven't mentioned your name. Just look straight. <laughs> yeah. He's somewhere in a church right now. God called for a meeting of his angels. And the guy came because he's also one of God's angels. Yes. And he went to church. And God didn't speak to Angel Michael. He didn't speak to Angel C.G. What? He spoke to only that guy who came for fellowship that day. Yeah. He's like, Charlie, you are rare around this part. It's, it's so good to see you around here. Yeah. Then he said, ah, where are you coming from? So, Charlie, I've been randarana all over the, the world. <laughs> yeah. Then so. You, you were where? So, the last, the last place I was was in Kisumu. So, ah, there's a guy there in Kisumu. He's called Job. Have you considered him? I know what business you do. Have you considered the guy? He said, ah, that guy. Hmm. I know that guy. Hmm. Yes. God was telling Satan, the guy, he's, he's, some of you, when you leave church, 
and you happen to now be transferred to Machakos, you go and be a devil in Machakos. We know you. Yeah? He's a righteous guy. And he fears me. Do you understand? Yeah. So, I'm like, God, you're not being nice to me. God has no business being nice to you. You don't respect his word. Yes. So, the devil also goes to church. In fact, may, may I stop and say that it is looking like the devil is a better Christian than you are. Because he reads the Bible. The devil is able to say, it is written. You, you can't say anything. It looks like the devil is a better Christian than most of us are. He stood by Jesus and said, do this because it is written. He, he was supporting what he was telling Jesus with scriptures. If you like, make a mistake and call someone and say, John 3, 16, even that they cannot quote. The ones who shocked me are the girls. They can memorize phone numbers. They can have 50 phone numbers memorized. Tell them to quote one scripture about marriage. They can't quote it. Yet they want marriage. Is it now you are not liking the teaching? Is it now you are not liking the teaching? Yeah? If you are looking for prosperity, what does God's word say about prosperity? Do you know it? Do you know it? Do you know it? You only give a car to someone who can drive it. So you give prosperity to somebody who has understanding about prosperity. If you get one million dollars today, what is the purpose for that one million dollars? You know it. So that one million dollars would turn you into a womanizer, a drunkard, and a drug addict. What is the purpose of that one million dollars in my life? That I may do good. So I know the purpose of God's prosperity in my life. That I may do this. That I may do this. You, you don't know it. That's why all people who get money and are not saved, you see the life they live. Today, or this Sunday morning, all the rich people are sleeping. Yes. Some of you, let's be honest, you came to church because you are broke. And you came because you need to be away from the landlord. Do you understand? Do you understand? Yes, but if you had a big house and you had money, some of you won't sit in church on a day like this. You also join the sleepers. But you see, if God gives me a big house and he gives me money, I'll still be here. Because I know how I came into that prosperity. Yes. Sunday morning, rich people, they are riding bicycle. In the week, they drive Mercedes. Sunday, they ride bicycle. That's the life. And so, if you also don't learn the scriptures, prosperity will come and it will change you. 
It will change you. You see how the church is quiet? Church is quiet because they don't like the message. Yeah. Number two. And this is where the war is about to start. Have a personal quiet time with God every day. Have a personal quiet time with God every day. hot. It's too hot to handle. It's too hot to handle. Have a personal quiet time with God every day. This year, I don't want anybody singing in the choir who doesn't do quiet time. Your voice is the voice of devils and demons and principalities. You can't do quiet time. Sit down. Nobody should come and dance here who is not into the practice of doing quiet time. Who are you dancing for? And what are you dancing about? David who danced for God. You, you think you are a better dancer. David was a better dancer. Let me stand here and tell them, give them a piece of my mind. You say you are dancing. You, you are dancing. David was dancing. When he took a step, they sacrificed a cow. When he took a step, they sacrificed a cow. He danced until his outer garment fell. You have danced. Your jeans has not fallen. David danced. His jeans fell apart. And he's the one that says, My voice shall thou hear in the morning. Oh Lord, early in the morning will I pray unto you and unto thee will I lift up my head. (laughs) I've not finished with the dancing stars. That is David, a dancer. He's the only person. David is the dancing star in the Bible. Yes. He's the dancing star in the Bible. You hear my voice in the morning. You have come here to dance on a Sunday. Monday, God didn't hear your voice. Wednesday, he didn't hear your voice. Thursday, he didn't hear your voice. Friday, he didn't. Saturday, he didn't hear. You have come to dance for who? One of the things I can't do is to dance. <laughs> do you understand? I can't, I can't dance. I don't think I can dance. Anyway, when I dance in my house, my children and everybody laugh at me. So, I, I can't dance. But you see, it doesn't mean I can't please God. I read his word. You can dance. But when God looks at you, he sees a demon dancing. They just came back from the village. I should come down. I'm not coming down. I don't see why you want to dance for a God you don't talk to. 
You see, only men fight with their wives. They've not talked. And then in the night, they want to touch her. Yes. Women are molded in a way. A woman wants you to be nice to her. Uh-huh. Then when you now touch her, she responds. Do you understand? Yes. So, if you're going to have sex in the morning, uh, in the evening, you have to change the language from the morning. She's at work. You say, hi, babe. Huh? Messages, messages, messages. Then by evening, when you jump on her, you are not like a terrorist. Is it the brothers on, they're looking at me, what, what do you mean? Yes. <laughs> Where is he? Okay, I've seen him. Do you understand? Yes. They say women are, um, is it Bena? Is that what they say? Jiko is not the one you just light. Oh, the one you fan. Yes. Do you get it? Yeah. Otherwise, you'll be a rapist. Yeah, you're a husband, but you're a rapist. Every day, jumping on somebody's daughter without, without any warning. You have not fun the whole day. Then you just jump. You'll be a, you'll be a rapist. I listen to me, and sometimes the women know that. So when your hand comes in, say, Who is that? Two is just two of you in the room. She knows who it is. Who is it? Who is that? Who is that touching me? Huh? You touch her, then she'll say, What is happening here? You already know what is happening. Ninini. <laughs> Do you understand? Now, you want to come and dance Sunday. And God didn't see you on Monday. You didn't talk to him Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, then Sunday you come here. And I say, God, take whatever I'm coming to give you, okay? Yeah, I have something to give you. We prepared it yesterday. Mungu, shikai. Yeah. You want to sing. To a God you don't talk to. You want to welcome God's children into the house of God. And what are you welcome? What vessel is welcoming God's children? So this year, let's have two singers who do their quiet time. And let's have two dancing stars who do their quiet time. And let's have two greeters that are in the word of God. And let's have ashes that are in the word of God. That's it. That's it. I'm tired of collecting people. I don't know where I'm taking them to. Whether I'm going to heaven with them. I don't know whether they are going to stop halfway. I just don't know. Yes. But without your stability in the word of God. I have no guarantee that this work will bear fruits that God delights in. Yes. It's easy to gather people. 
It's easy to gather a group of people. But so is it easy to gather people in Yayo Stadium to watch football. It's so easy. So the gathering of the church must be different from the gathering of the world. It's easy for a politician to gather a crowd at Uhuru Park. When we gather, we should know that Christians have gathered. What is the one thing? Our attention to the word of God. You're a dancing star. You have not even seen the inside of a Bible before. But every morning, 4 a.m., you have put the, the picture of a babe. Some of the people in the ministry groups who will not do quiet time and post it and all, they will post the most useless videos and block church members from watching it because their friends are not only in the church, but more are outside. You want to own a car, you don't own a Bible. Congratulations. You want to own a wife. You don't own a Bible. Congratulations. Yes, now. You see that to even take care of a wife requires wisdom from the Bible. Yes. Some of you girls, you are here. You only pretend you're holy. You're not holy. You are in church. You only pretend... You, you want, oh, you know, apostle, I'm, I'm believing God for a godly husband. I'm, I'm believing God. It's just talk, talk. Yes. Your beloved doesn't own a Bible. Have you, have you sorted it out? Yeah, I'm telling you, your beloved doesn't have a Bible. You want him to have a car, but he doesn't have a Bible. You don't find a problem with the fact that he doesn't have a Bible. Yeah, you're a liar. Many of you girls here are only interested in material things. If you meet a brother who takes his Bible seriously, you don't like them. You see, you cannot say amen now. You see? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Your beloved doesn't own a Bible. We will see how he will lead you in his life. Marrying a man who believes in the Bible takes what the Bible says seriously. Believe you me, it's different from marrying a man who lives his entire life without paying attention to this thing. He will carry your children to strip this clap and you'll see nothing wrong with it. Are you listening to me? When I was around a lot of time, when my children were watching a movie and somebody comes on the screen kissing, you see that they all turn their head. Yes. And nobody told them to do it. Yes. Nobody told them to do it. This one you have married, he will sit there and say, hey, 
Ou não, não? Soma, soma aí. Soma aí. Learn this. Learn this one. Yes. Yes. So you need somebody who even knows what is right and what is wrong. But I know you don't believe what I'm teaching. But one day you will. Yeah. How many have I given you? Yeah. Number three. Pray for a minimum of one hour every day of your life. Let's die. Pray for a minimum one hour every day of your life. And pastor, what do you say? Pray for a minimum. And let me show you where you can do it. You can do it during the quiet time. Yes. Because a part of the quiet time is prayer. Do you understand? Yeah. If you don't do one full hour because you have to rush to work, you do 30 minutes. Then another part of the day, you find time to do another 30 minutes. But by the time the day has ended, you should have prayed minimum. Minimum one hour. And this man, how, how, West Africa, he has come to impose some rules upon us. What is this one every day? It's not me saying, it's not me. Yeah. If you're a believer, you must pray. Do you understand? Yes. Minimum one hour. Imagine that it's not even a tithe of 24 hours. A tithe of 24 hours is like two hours some 40 minutes or so. Yeah. Do you understand? This one is minimum one hour you should have prayed. Hey. And you must develop the habit of praying before you eat. Some of you don't pray before you eat. The Bible says you receive food with thanksgiving. Even in a restaurant. Yes. If I take you to a restaurant and they serve the food, I'm going to pray. I don't care who is looking. I'm going to pray. And I'm not trying to be religious. I am sanctifying the food. I don't know which altar this restaurant operates from. So if the meat is normally dedicated to an altar, what I will eat must be sanctified. You have bought mutura every corner. You have eaten. You want to know why you cannot fast? It's because of all the... <laughs> Learn to receive food with thanksgiving. With prayers. Why are you ashamed of God? How did you get money? Today you can eat in Sarova and you are too big short to pray. Today you can eat in one of the Kempinski. So, oh, you know, when you go there, there are rich people, they say, can't you? Oh, why should I pray? Christianity is in my heart.
Somebody told you, yeah, Christianity is my heart. Yeah, but I'm not praying for you to watch. Yeah, I've just bowed my head. Father, I thank you for this meal. I sanctify it in the name of Jesus. I've prayed. I'm not doing it for you to watch. Yeah, I'm, I'm sanctifying the food. Amen? We buy meat from, from strange places. They understand. You've not even sanctified. You're eating it. Now they're angry. Number five. Number four, sorry. It's, gonna, it's about to go down. It's about to go down. <laughs> Number four. Fast at least once a week. I should have gone to the number five. Number four, fast at least once a week. Once a week. Yes. If I've been in Kenya for 14 years, April will be 14 years. I think I have done 12 years of fasting once a week. Yes. On the day I was born, Tuesday. Yes. If I don't do at all, I'll eat after 12 midday. Yes. Once a week. It can be the day you are born, if you know. Many of you don't know. Yes. In fact, I think the last two, three years I've relaxed on that. But once, once a week should be something you do. You fast once a week. Yes. So that, you see, now when we are doing church fasting, you won't think that we are oppressing your life. You know, I read the Bible. I read the Bible. Then I realize that there are some days that are cursed. Some great people have cursed some, a day they were born. Do you understand? So, I'm like, Job cursed the day of his birth. How about if I was born on the day Job was born? Do, do you get it? He cursed the day of his birth. And then, all through the scripture, you see, even Jeremiah. So, assuming Jeremiah was not born on Job's day, that means two out of the seven days are cursed. I'm just talking, like, let's say I'm doing my own biblical application study, but I'm teaching. That's, that's just it. So I ask myself, hey, if you discover another anointed person has cursed another day, Charlie, three out of the seven days are gone. So, if my destiny, why do you celebrate your birthday? It marks and symbolizes the day you entered this world. And it is significant. So, why don't I pray on the day of my birth? As for you, that is the day you eat ugali. That's the day you sleep. Meanwhile, two guys have cursed the day they were born. At least two for now. 
We'll look for others. <laughs> Do you get it? I think David also cursed the day a traitor was born. The day they went and told whoever. I think David also cursed the day uh, an orangu was born. <laughs> yeah. So you see that three are gone. Here you are. You are coming out on that day. And say, oh, this day is cursed. So, this day is cursed. Have you noticed when a particular day, like um, something happens, maybe 40 people died in a stadium on a particular day. From that time, it marks a time of celebration of something bad that happened. So, what if every day of, let's say, every week, an evil effect or an evil something is celebrated. Let's say, okay, let's say somebody is born on Job's day. That day will not be celebrated because he cursed that day. He cursed it. Are you listening to me? So learn to fast at least once a week. Mandela, you will not die. One day you choose what is important to you. Food or your destiny. One day you choose it. Write down is, is, oh yeah. Yeah. There are people who become saved much later at 50. They never believe that one day they'll be saved. Oh yes. How many have I given you? Number five. Constantly listen to preaching tapes in your car or in your home. 20 good habits. Every good leader, every leader should develop. Five, constantly listen to preaching tapes in your car or in your home. <laughs> 24 hours. 24 hours, you have played reggae. Right now, the spirit of Bob Marley is in your house. Unconsciously, you are living with Bob Marley. Do you understand? Yes, because music, words, listen to this, words and music creates a presence. Words and music creates a presence. That is why when you are going to fornicate, you never listen to Don Moyne. As we worship you. <laughs> Do you understand? Because the atmosphere he creates... It doesn't go with touching breasts and touching bum bum. So you look for platinums. And the things he's saying in his song now gives you the impetus and the audacity to touch bum bum. Anaweka, anachukwa, anaweka. Hmm. 
dawa ya baridi. So once you play dawa ya baridi for 20 minutes, then you say, hello babe. Ugoabi. Tafadali kuja hapa. Sai, sai. Let her die by ready. Music. Words. Creates an atmosphere. Whether you like it or not, it creates an atmosphere. Do you understand? Yeah. If you listen to Whiskey 24 hours, I'm telling you, Whiskey is your pastor. Yeah. Some of you have ear, um, ear, earphones, right? Earpieces. Every day you are plugged in. What are you putting into yourself? Go and listen to what they listen to. Hard rock. Hard rock. Yes. Demons are entering them. Hard rock. After you have watched all those women around platinums with their bonbons, with their naked and with their whatever, and they are twisting. What comes into your head? So, a serious Christian also will play preachings, teachings. Do you understand? To create an atmosphere. Are you listening to me? You see, after you've listened to teaching, 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 the next thing is you feel like praying. After you listen to Davido, 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 after you finish, you feel like fornicating. Yes. Now you are lonely. Huh? After you listen to, what's their name? Otile. Do you understand? When you finish one hour, you're like, yeah. Hey, baby, I'm happy. So, preachings create atmosphere. Music creates atmosphere. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? Yes. As you sit here, and you've been in this church for one year, you don't even know what podcast is. What is podcast? Man of God, what is podcast? What will I find on podcast? You need to have a podcast where the messages are free. You can listen to messages anytime you want. So away from the church, you're still soaking in teaching. When you come to church, you're soaking in teaching. Away from the church, you still have the word of God being preached to you. Yes. Some of you have TikTok on your phones. 
but you don't have podcast. You too, you call yourself a shepherd. You too, you call yourself a pastor. What is important to you is not podcast. It is TikTok. No wonder you behave like somebody who has never sat in God's presence. Your greatest education comes from TikTok. And I've tasted how addictive that thing can be. Yeah, and I wouldn't wash, want it for anybody. Yes. One day I was having a conversation with Elpi Lisa. I said, my daughter likes watching TikTok. Ah, what is this TikTok? So, she wanted a way to stop her from always watching TikTok. Ah, so, I decided, if you, if you don't know something, how do you advise somebody? So, I downloaded TikTok. So, I downloaded it on my phone. Then, I downloaded it on my uh, iPad. I could not believe it. I could not believe it. Every minute I was on TikTok. When I put the iPad down and I pick the phone, like my hand just goes straight. TikTok. When I, like I put the phone down, then I'm, oh, iPad. My hand goes to TikTok. One week, a whole day. I just videos, videos, a whole day, videos, videos, another day, another week. Ah. I said, this thing eh, is not good. So I uninstalled it everywhere. You understand? Facebook, you go looking for something. You find it, you're out. Even Twitter, you can go looking for something. You read it, you're out. But this one, it consumes you. The thing makes you like a permanent resident on it. It's like you have bought a piece of land on TikTok. And since then, must be two, three years ago, I have never installed that app. I saw the power it can have over you. You see, I'm, I, when I teach you, I give you an example. I'm telling you, even me, I'm not immune from the effect. You who prays, you pray penye, penye, 20 minutes. I pray for hours and for those period I had the app. I could not do anything. I didn't want to do anything. TikTok. I watched this. Did it? TikTok. I watched this. For weeks. I said no. I don't have it. I only installed it. If you don't have it, you won't go there. You have it, but you don't have podcast. When they ask you, sir, my phone doesn't have enough space. Listen, we, are, we, are, we were not born yesterday. We were not born yesterday. I said we were not born yesterday. I said we were not born yesterday. There are some people that match the praise that time we are having now. Like now, the prayer and fasting. Yes. <laughs> and then they pray doing sharing the grace. That's all. I hope you're learning something. Listen to preachings. Listen to teachings. And this church, we have enough teachings. Yes, you can't even finish listening to all. Enough. 
Number six, constantly have a book that you are reading. Mm-hmm. I didn't hear any amen at all in the church. Constantly have a book you're reading. I am always surrounded by a book. Yes. So, I ensure I can read something. Many of us don't surround ourselves with books. In fact, I think this generation has a problem. Young men think once they have a phone, that's the most important thing. You rarely see young men carrying a book. Yes. This generation of young men don't read. As for the girls, let's not even go there. They are worse off. Yes. This generation of young girls believe in polishing their face, standing in the mirror, take photo here, take photo there. When they finish, they do. Mm. They, they, don't, they just don't know how to take photo. Don't take it from here. Yeah. That's, that's for the young ladies. That's all they are doing. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Mercy. They understand. Yeah. Standing in the mirror and taking photo. That's all. Yes. What is the use of a beautiful girl with an empty head? (laughs) I said, what is the use of a beautiful girl with an empty head? Hey, you see them sitting in church. They look at, they look like Jesus' sisters. If you see the pictures they take in secret. If you go that some girls have pictures on their phone. The day their mother makes a mistake and sees she will faint. She will. She will faint. Yes. You are beautiful. Meanwhile you are empty headed. There are many of you young girls here. Nobody can engage you in an intellectual discourse for five minutes. You have nothing to say. You are a girl. You are here. You don't even know who Bill Gates is. We can't have any discussion with you. Hey, marriage to you will be boring, Paul. Hey, you will be very boring. Hey, I said you will be very boring. All you are doing is watching video, 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 video. To read something to inform your mind. Some of you, if we want you to die, we must force you to read, you will die. Yeah. Yeah, like now we give you a book. Ah, Nimekufa. Yes. 
Marriage to you will be very boring because you want to talk about Alejandro. You want to talk about Salvador. Do you understand? Nothing else. And a man is not interested in Salvador. He's not interested. He wants to have a... Are you sure that your husband can sit down with you and talk finances? Eh, pastor, I didn't go to university. We are not talking about university. If you can read and you are not reading... You are not different from the one who cannot read and is not reading. You're no different. But you went up to standard four. You can read. Build on it. Are you able to see something you don't understand? Then you go and read on it. My pastors are very, very red. If I ask LP Lisa something, she'll give me a quick answer. LP Perry will give me a quick answer. In fact, I think I'm the least knowledgeable amongst them. Yes. Because their reading is quite wide around other things. Me, Bible. I'll tell you. (laughs) Yes. Every time I sit down with Pastor Edwin, I learn something. Every time I see, in fact, I speak to him. Then when I go, I realize, hey, you don't know it. Go and find out more. Then he says something and then I go and find out more. You are not interested in it. Is it you? You are interested in sending abusive messages. So some of you, when somebody wants to now have a discourse with you, you have ended the conversation. That's all. Once, once you see that the thing is moving into intellectual, ah, <laughs> you see that you have an empty-headed wife. Hey, <laughs> if that is the mother of your children. Elvi Lisa told me that it is genetically proven that children pick their intelligence from their mothers. So let's talk about you. <laughs> now you see the children you will produce. <laughs> Are you listening? Yes, so let's see the children she will give you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if if they get their intelligence from their mothers. Do you understand? Let's talk about the product of that wife. She's never read a book in her life. 
you think your children will automatically come as scholars. <laughs> we can't say anything on a topic that you are not fully aware, but slightly, just some small knowledge about medicine, small knowledge about finances, small, little something to like you are talking and you can mention economics in the sentence. That's all. What are you doing? You are slain. Slain with an empty head. Hmm. One day your children will come and say, Mommy, can you explain to me what this is? After slaying for 35 years, you see that you are there and you look stupid in front of your children. Mom, today the teacher was talking, and when he was talking, he mentioned this. What does it mean? So, do I look like your teacher? <laughs> now, that's, those are the answers you soon stop. Hey, I sent you to the teacher. Go and ask the teacher and stop worrying me here. <laughs> me, I went to school 20 years ago. You, you are now, what, what do you mean by what is. <laughs> Mercy. Hmm. Sometimes when we come to church and we mention something and you don't know it, just act like, yeah. The, the moment you go, you are by yourself. Let me look into this. Yes. Find out. No. Add something to something. Add something. Build a certain level of knowledge. Have a book. There are so many books here. And I'm not saying come and read it here. I buy it. So when you go home, you have a book. This year I'm reading Spiritual Dangers. Why certain things must be done first? Wow, I need to know why I must do some things first. Why the kingdom of God can be your first passion? Wow. The danger of fornication. Hey, my God is here. It is here. Oh, let me read. What is the danger? Hey, he gonna danger. Hey, danger of what? Hey, nobody told me that it has. Hey, fornication brings sickness. STDs, Neseria gonococcus, Treponema pallidum, Chlamydia tra- trachomatis. Hey, what are these? This causes non-specific urethritis. Hey, big word. But I'm learning. So, wow. Hepatitis B virus. This causes liver disease. Happy simplest type 2 virus. It causes herpes genitalia. Hmm, genitalis. Trichomonas vaginalis. This causes vaginitis. Hey. You mean one fornication? This is all the sickness. Lymphogranuloma venerum. Hey, this thing has too many dangers. <laughs> hey, 
Hymophilus thy cry. This causes soft soul. Can, can, can croid. Urinary tract infection. Cancer of the service. Jesus. Hey. Fornication brings evil spirits into your life. How many have I collected? Fornication will destroy your body. You see, you are 21. You are looking like Shosho, yeah. Uh, uh, Shamba. Yes. You are a young man, 22. You look like Muse. Fornication brings death. Fornication brings unwanted pregnancies. Chimo. Fornication brings unwanted abortions. Hey. Fornication brings infertility. I have used all my sperm. They are finished. Hey. I'll no longer be fertile from here on. Hey. Lord, what do I do to restore my sperms? Don't fornicate anymore. And I will restore you the years, the locusts. You know, it's, it's worse for you who you are yet to give birth. But your sperm bank is empty. Yes. What is infertility? Go and find out. They'll tell you. After you have had sex consistently for many years, you're likely to start running on low sperm count. Yes. And pastor, two days ago when I fornicated, I saw my milk. I saw my milk. Yes, there is milk. It's not the milk. There, there is something in the milk. The content of the milk. That's where the problem is. Not that you saw the milk. As for milk, you will see. As long as you continue eating food, you will see milk. Yes. But now you see that the milk has, doesn't have nutrient. Aona. Very dubishi. Fornication brings unwanted children. Hey, children, you are not ready for the unwanted number. Then he says the unwanted children become social deviants. Hey, fornication brings heads. Yeah, some of you are seated there. You are wounded from a boy who hasn't married you. Yeah, is the pastor trying to mold you now back into wholesomeness? Many of you are broken. Yes. I mean, imagine Masai has used Rungu to beat you for one year. Are you still correct? After beaten by a Masai. Rungu. Yes. Do you understand? I'm reading this book. When I finish this book, then I read another book. Steps to the anointing. I want to be anointed. I want to be anointed. If I want to be anointed, what are the steps I must take to the anointing? Wow. Seven reasons why you must be anointed. You see, you, you have never read it. 
One year will come. It will go. You have never opened a book. Meanwhile, you have opened Facebook. Like some of you don't own two books in your life. You own two Facebook accounts. Yes. Always on Facebook. You have never read a book. Oh yeah, it has to be silent. Number seven, play only Christian music in your house or car. Yeah. You know, some of the music you listen to brings nothing around you apart from demons. One day Saul was yes, he was cray-crane and they brought David to play a music that would drive away the evil spirit that was on him. Yes. Some of you are addicted to hard rock. Yes. You are addicted to hard rock. You can't stop listening. You have come to church, but you, you can't stop listening to hard rock. True or not true? Yes. And some of you are addicted to Museveve. Number eight. Do a lengthy fast at the beginning of the year to commit the rest of the year into God's hands. Do a lengthy fast at the beginning of the year. How many days are we doing? 14 days. What are we doing? We are committing the year ahead into God's hands. But I know you are the master of the universe. <laughs> you don't believe in the faster. <laughs> uh, uh, top experience. Eh? Mount Kenya. <laughs> Do a lengthy fast. So it's now a habit every year you do a fast at the beginning of the year. Yes. In the history of this church, there are few years we've not done so. But you see, if you have been in this church for long, that almost every year we do a fast to start the year. Do you get it? Yeah. In between, we do a fast. And the end of the year, we do a fast. It's not like every day we are making you fast. But this one too, you said no. I'm a lawyer, and lawyers don't fast. <laughs> Number nine. Have at least one long prayer time at least once a week. Have at least one long prayer time at least once a week. Remember earlier I said you, fat, you, you pray every day at least minimum one hour, right? Then one of the days, oh, I'm doing a longer prayer. Do you understand? You can do three hours. Yes. You can do four hours. Once a week. It will greatly help you. I didn't hear your amen. I said it will greatly help you. 
Yes. Number 10. Let your closest friends be members of the same sex. It's about to go down. Let your closest friends be what? Members of the same sex. Brother man, you are surrounded by too many girls. (laughs) Sister, all your friends are boys. You know, I, I was very surprised. There were, there were some two people I knew in this church. And I think somehow they went to the same school. Now, it, it was a girls' school. And they were in school, right? But all their Facebook friends, 90% were boys. Do you understand? Like, you are in a girls' school. Who knows you? It should be a girl. But about 90% of their face was boys. They have 5,000 boys on, on Torong 5,000. Enough to even create a second account and start collecting again. Yes. I was very surprised. Girls should have a lot of girlfriends. Yes, boys should have a lot of boyfriends. You understand? Yes. You're always surrounded by boys. Some of you on your speed dial is not another guy. It's a girl. Do you get it? Yes. If we see you in the company, oh, I'm going to, is a three girls and you are a boy. Three girls and you are a boy. Three boys and you are a girl. Don't look at these ones who look like angels. They are worse off. My mother didn't believe in this principle. Yeah, she said women gossip too much, so she doesn't want women friends. Yes. When I grew up, Kidogo is when I realized my mother was trying to toy with my mind. You know, know, he's your uncle. He's a lie. He's not my uncle. (laughs) Uncle has come to the house and uncle is inside the room with the sister. At the beginning, I believed it. You understand? Then when I... Ah, uncle. Some of you have been told, he's your uncle. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The reason is because if you're surrounded, your friends, and you must know that your friends influence you more than the church. Today you have come here. Some of you will see you again next Sunday. That's even if God help us. But between Sunday 
and Sunday, you spend more time with your friends. So the question is, who are your friends? Who are your friends? Do you get it? Yes. The church influences you in a very small way. Right now, some of you, when you leave, you're going to join your friends. They're already waiting for you. Good or happy? They're waiting for you. They understand. Yeah, when you meet them, you see that all my teachings have gone out of the window. <laughs> and now you start a bad habit. So, who your friends are will even determine if you still walk as a Christian. Yes. My friends are pastors. My friends are pastors. Oh, yeah. You can't be a believer and your friends are the, the altar boys for the devil. <laughs> How many have I given you? Ten. Eleven. Chat with your wife every day. Chat with your wife every day. And this one, I have to read something nice for you. I have discovered that a woman's greatest need is to be talked to. Even if it is about nothing. See, that was the topic for the day. Nothing, but they are talking. Yeah, nothing. Even if it is about nothing. Women are born with a gift of talking. One of their gifts is chatting. 15 minutes of chatting will do every woman a world of good. Truth, Lord. I I thought the ladies would be saying, truth, Lord. Every day. Not some days. Yeah, every day. Yes. (laughs) you have to think about that now (laughs) do you understand yes men we live in a world of our own yeah so sometimes if you are not careful you just stay in that world yeah you stay in that world a man can be quiet he doesn't want to talk but here you are you she wants to talk my wife is a talkative my words are few. Her words are plenty. My words are like a bucket. Her words are like Lake Victoria. Yes. I can never lie. She can talk. So the good thing is I'm a pastor. And as a pastor, part of my training is to listen. Yeah, so I can listen. Yes. I can listen. I can listen. I, can. I use my pastoral skills. To listen. Yes. When she has a problem, she has to explain from the beginning. And you have to be patient to listen before you age. One hour later, you are still on the explanation. <laughs> yeah. That's why one of the marks of a good husband is your ability 
to listen. Yeah. 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 Young men, listen carefully. Don't go and marry if you think marriage is a game. It's not a game. Marriage is work. Marriage is work. Marriage is work. Sometimes you have to sit down and you are listening. And then you, you have switched off. But you have to pick one word. Then you go back. So you said that. And she'll start from there again. <laughs> happily. Happily. She'll start from there again. Yes. Yeah. You'll be surprised how that makes her happy. Yeah. When women don't talk, they become depressed. Yeah, they become very depressed and very emotional. Yeah. So, there are some brothers, they're also talkative. They'll do very well. Yeah, in marriage, they'll do very, very well. Because he's naturally talkative. I know somebody. He can talk. And he can talk. Yeah, that's somebody I know. I think when he marries, is the wife that will be running away from him. <laughs> yes. I think now is the wife that will be running. You won't talk, make we talk. You just see that the wife is the one running. <laughs> so, now it helps because when you do that, then you will not allow space for another woman. Do you understand? Yes. So, you talk to your wife every day. Yes. When she comes from work, trust you me, she has a story. Yeah. And you better be ready to listen to the story. Yeah. (laughs) How many have I given you? 12. Play and talk with your children. Oh, yeah. Play and talk with your children. I play with my kids. I talk to them. Yes. Sometimes we'll just be there and I say, come, walk with me. And then we take a walk. We don't even have a destination in mind, but we are walking. Yes. You understand? Yeah. It helps you to connect with your children. You get it? Yeah. I can play PS with my son. Yes. There was a time he was annoying me. He was beating me all the time. Hmm. Until I figured how to beat him. You understand? And he will remember that time I spent with him playing peers. You remember it. Yeah. It may not be the quantity, but the quality of the time. Yes. And when I have that time, I make sure it is quality. Do you get it? Yes, I play with them. I play peers with my son severally. Yeah. When he annoys me, he beats me 10 2. I tell him, my friend, get out of here. <laughs> I never use Arsenal, by the way. Yeah, those guys are about to go down. Arsenal, I mean. They're about to go down. 
Yes. That team is about to start losing. <laughs> See, they are all angry. This side are Arsenal supporters. All oh, this side are Arsenal supporters. <laughs> this side is Arsenal supporters. These are Chelsea supporters. <laughs> Uh, they have placed their bet on Arsenal. They'll soon start crying. Hey, so play and talk with your children. Th- these are habits. Do you understand? Yes, these are habits. Yeah. Play and talk. I'm able to look at my son and say, Hey, you are handsome. I play with him. I, I check out his hair. I check out. Ah, you have a beard. What is that? I talk, I play with him. Do you get it? Yes. There's the discipline aspect of me and then there's that. Yes. If the devil enters him, he should know that there's something to fear. Yes. I'm crazier than you. Mercy. Number 13. I think you are going to like this one. Have sex regularly with your spouse. <laughs> have sex regularly with your spouse. And then Bishop says, you can do this at least every other day as your strength permits. <laughs> every other day. Do you understand? As your strength, some of you are there every other day. Kill a siku. Kill a sa. Kill a siku. Is it how the ladies are happy? The ladies are happy. Yes. With your spouse, not your girlfriend. Spouse. Yes, with your spouse. One small boy says, thank you, pastor, I'll do it. All the things I've said, read your Bible, you never said you would do it. This particular point, you are telling me, pastor, thank you, I'm going to do it. (laughs) Uh, Pastor, that's where you bring the horn, so that you give us the strength from the oil. Amen. Yeah. Sometimes it differs with men. Yeah. That's what Bishop said. As your strength permits you. Yes. No, women think men love sex, but it's not true. Yeah. Women love sex more than men. Yes. We, we are able to, if we have strength. Yes. A woman's ability to have sex rarely depends on her strength. Yes. It rarely connects with her strength. But with men, the connection has to do with strength. If he cannot do, if you like, jack the machine, jack, 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 it won't do. It's connected to strength. Do you understand? Yeah. And some men are very strong. Yes. So, he can do it. Sila, siku. 
Yeah. Kila siku. If I was you. <laughs> Do you understand? Every day he can. Yeah, some men are gifted like that. Yes. They came with the, that power. Yes, every day. Yes. And you see that now you soon the wife will start running away. Yes. Then at some point, women also don't like sex. Yes, the thought of it annoys them. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I don't know who likes sex, men or women. I don't know. Because at some point, women, they don't want to even hear it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they don't even want to hear it. Yeah. When they see you come here, it's a, this guy. So, Nainda uh, Chama. Nainda Chama. Nainda Chama. You know, so if you are married, it's a necessary part of your marriage. Are you listening to me? Yes. Not when you are not married. If you are married, yes, it's a necessary part of your relationship. Do you get it? Yeah. Number 14. Rest once a week. Rest once a week. (laughs) In this church, Mondays are our resting days. Yes. On Sundays when I live here, Gioni, by Monday, Nimebit. That's when you are calling me for prayers. Are you Lucifer's grandson? (laughs) There should be one day you rest. Do you understand? Yes. And rest is good. Not on a Sunday. Rest is good. You choose a day. You rest. Then you are rejuvenated. Do you understand? Yeah. Because sometimes you go, 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 not resting, not resting. Then one day you crash. Yes, the system will just shut down. The first four years when I came to Kenya, I almost had a burnout. Yeah, the first three years, I almost had a burnout. I was on and on. I was having church morning, afternoon, evening, morning. Afternoon, evening, morning, afternoon. Then there'll be fasting and prayer. 21 days, 14 days. I almost, my fuse, my fuse here almost went poof. Do you understand? Yes. Now one day I said, no more morning glory. I remove it. Yes. When I used to do itinerary ministry, it was Back to back. Yeah. I can be on the road for one month, non-stop. Yes. I'm preaching here three days. I'm preaching here four days. And then I next, next week, I'm preaching here three days. I'm preaching here four days. You see, so sometimes you have to find a day you rest. Yes, but not on Sunday. Mm-hmm. That one is the Lord's day. Careful. Those of you who rest on Sundays. Number 15. Witness to every unbeliever you meet. 
Do this whether you have prayed or not. The moment you, have, you meet the person and you get, ah, this one is a non-believer. You, you preach. Wow. Yeah. Not just shepherds, but we, we as the church, this should be one of the good habits you have. That if somebody doesn't know Jesus and by mistake they meet you, that is the day they will hear about Jesus. Come on now. Yeah. Not that you are a pastor. You only happen to be a good, mature Christian. So, you meet somebody, they don't know Jesus, that day they will hear about Jesus. And let me tell you one thing. That will help you to be ready to always teach somebody. Do you want to know the key? Yeah, that, you know, it's not like you always have to have a message. What happens or what can make it possible for you to share with anybody you meet at all in the course of the day is your quiet time. In the morning, you had your quiet time. So, it's with you. So, when you meet the person and the person is not a Christian, so, can, can I share with you my quiet time today? That's the opportunity. That's it. So, you can always share with somebody you meet who is not a believer. And if we have a church and our members are sharing and sharing, I believe that God will use us to make impact in the city. I didn't hear your Amen. Number 16. Do not borrow money. Do not borrow money. Now you are part of Hustler fans. You are with Tala. You are with Branch. You are with Fuliza. Every time you are in need... Borrow. Some of you are 22, but you are, you are in debt more than any country. <laughs> Kenya is about 60-something, and they have debt. Ghana is about 60-something, they have debt. You, you are 22. Eh? And you are in debt. That's why some of you have different phone numbers. After too much Okwa Jahazi, then they switch to Airtel. Yes. (laughs) The day they will put in that Safaricom, we don't know. Because once they put it in, they will call them. Ah, line is active now. Then they call. The loan you have with us, when are you going? When are you planning to pay? Yeah. So now, some of you in the process, you have become con men and con women. You have three SIM cards. You have four SIM cards. You have five numbers. You have six numbers. And you keep rotating them. Yes. Some of you, you even borrow bundles. Okwa bundles. Okwa bundles. Hey. Yes. So, but it's not a good habit to have. Yeah. There may be some situations, listen, there may be some situations in your life that may justify that. But to make a habit 
I mean, you needed only 50 shillings credit. Why do you want to borrow it? Sometimes, activate faith. You understand? Yes. You see, what I'm saying is that if your life only revolves around what you borrow, that's a very dangerous thing. You can never be free. You, and you cannot feel free. Are you listening to me? Yeah. So don't make it a habit. Africa we borrow. And sometimes you'll be surprised that we borrow to pay wages. Yeah. Not to like build factories or. Yes. The thing is recurrent and they can't find the money. So that the money borrowed, it, it quickly disappears as it comes in. My president is using four, they're going to use four, is it $400 million to build a national cathedral in Ghana? I'm a Christian. I believe in building something for God. I believe it. They're going to use $400 million to build a cathedral in Ghana. Egypt, they are building a factory for the same amount, $400 million. And that factory is going to change industrialization and much of the things they'll do. Do you understand? Yeah. You leave churches, you leave churches to build cathedrals. I'm believing God will build our own building. Say amen. Hey. <laughs> Do you understand? Yeah. So, if you see, and you see the people who even want to build for God are not correct. Right now, so much money has been sunk in, nothing to show. So, you see, Africa's destiny is tied to borrowing. Borrowing. There's a 15-year-old girl who has started borrowing. Can I borrow your shoe? If you don't have shoe, walk barefooted so that God will say, God, you see, I'm walking barefooted. What slippers? Some girls even borrow braziers. That's how it starts. Are you listening to me? Yes. So, do not borrow money. Some of you, if you leave this church, is because you have borrowed money from somebody in the church. Now they want the money. Yeah. Then now you are fighting. We've seen it before. As the pastors, they've seen it before. We have lost members because they borrowed. So, even you, I've not told you to borrow money to anybody. I've not told you. Amen? Yeah. I have one leader like that who borrowed money. Now the people he borrowed the money, they are not in a church. If I was you. Number 17. Set aside some time to specially wait on God every few months. Wow. Set aside some time to specially wait on God every few months. So as the years are going, so I'm going to take one week to be with the Lord. Do you understand? Yeah. 
Then as the years, you so I'm going to take some three days to do what? Oh, I just want to spend three days waiting on God. And it's a good habit. Yes, it's better than going to Naivasha. Oh, yeah. The, you see, the, the opposite of that is when you are going to Naivasha to have sex under tent. Yes. I knew a young man who regularly went to Naivasha. One day he went to Naivasha. They went for the weekend. He came back and from, he's a Muslim. From that time, he felt like something entered into him. Yes. He, he called it genie because of his background. Yeah, but I would say a demon. Do you understand? Yes. All my years of working with the Lord, I always have waitings. Yes. A time I spend before God. Nothing. Just me, God, me, God. Every now and then you do it. Are you listening to me, church? How many do you have? 17 verse um, number 18. Saving money. That's another good habit. Saving money. Saving money. Elvina, saving money. Write it. Have you written it? Write it again. (laughs) Saving money. Some of you, when a little pesa enters your pocket, you see the real Otieno. You see the real Otis. Yes. (laughs) Hey, that day he will shower. He'll wear white jeans. And he'll call two Jabers. Yes. Two Atotis. One on the left. One on the right. So today I want us to paint the town red. So many young brothers that are here. They don't know how to put something aside. Yes. You must learn to save. Do you understand? Yeah. Let's start it this year. Start it this year. Yeah. Save something. You can save a, you can save a percentage of anything you receive. You see that you are rich. <laughs> Some people, if they receive 1,000, they'll use 1,000 to buy yogurt. Yes. They'll use the whole 1,000 to buy chips, sausages. Yes. Investment into the stomach, the bank of the stomach. (laughs) Saving money. 19. 19. Are you blessed? Oh, I've annoyed you too much. 19. Develop the habit of not watching too much television. <laughs> Develop the habit of not watching too much television. Which means that you can watch television. Yeah. I mean, why would you not watch television? You should watch television. Yeah, you should. But... You can't live every day watching Netflix. 
Series. When you finish this, you even now do research. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nah. Yeah. I have a habit. Sometimes when I'm working, I just like something playing. That's how I watch my TV. I like something playing. Yes. But to just sit down and I'm watching. It's not even, even football, there's a way I watch football. You see how you watch football, you can't remove your eyes. I can't watch football like that. I can't watch football like that. Yeah. I I can't watch football like that. Nah, it's, ah, that's too much. No, no, no. I like a little distraction. Yes. When I'm writing, I like a dis- I like distraction. Yes. When I'm reading, I want absolute silence. But when I'm writing or working, I want something playing. That's how I know something is going on. You understand? But to sit down, I must finish this series. Oh, ah. they only get up to go and wee wee. That's because that one, if they don't do it, wahala day. <laughs> yeah. This year, you're going to limit how much TV you watch. Then you're going to read more books. I said you're going to read more books. Ezekiel, you're going to read more books. Ezekiel, you're going to read more books. <laughs> Who would have thought Ezekiel can put on weight? <laughs> Christmas manners. <laughs> he has put on weight. <laughs> uh, and now he has correct hair. I pray it doesn't metamorphose again. Hey. Lastly, pay your tithes every week, every month. Yeah, pastor, you know I'm into all the points you have given, but I'm not into this particular point. <laughs> Paying tithe is a good thing. Yes. You see, for nothing at all. I'm just going to be very simple and brief on this one. I'm not here to teach about tithe. Listen to this. If for nothing at all, watch this. If you read God's purpose for establishing the tithe in Israel, it is no different from the purpose of the tithe in the church today. If for nothing at all. Do you understand? If for nothing at all. What was the tithe for? The tithe was to take care of the Levites. I don't work at the bank. Church is my work. Do you understand? And the Bible says that a laborer deserves his wages. So, if you don't pay tithe, I can't be paid. So, that makes you very wicked. (laughs) Do you understand? The landlord here, he's not a believer who believes in speaking in tongues. So, the church must pay the rent for where we are. Your branch has to pay rent every month. They don't waste time on those people. They want their money and you better give them money now. 
So the tithe, if you look, if for nothing at all, if you look at the purposes of the tithe in the Old Testament, we still run a church. If the speaker spoil right now, you won't take the monitor to the repairer and say, oh, you are a Christian. I know your pastor. Please repair this for us. <laughs> you pay. If you're going to buy the tweeters, you won't go to the guy selling. He has imported the thing from China or from somewhere. Then you, you go. And then you say, what, what, what are you looking for? So I'm looking for the magnet. So speak in tongues for one hour and that's it. You take it. If that is how churches buy things, I believe we would have bought a lot of things. <laughs> Buying with thanks. Do you understand? Buying instruments with what? Thanks. We just pray for 24 hours and then we buy equipment for doing crusades. Yes. I want to do village crusades now. Yes. If God helps me, I want to do village crusades. Yes. Yeah. I want to do finish one or two. Then I buy instruments specifically for village crusades. Yeah. Now I want that instrument. Then I go and say, Yambara. I go to audio, audio, what? Audio sounds. Is that credible sounds? I say, Speaker for crusades. I carry go. Microphone. I go, I say, Izamba, 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 Izamba. So, take the microphone. No, that's not how churches buy things. We also use money. Now, you belong to a church, unless this is not your church. Some of you, you are in this church like you are not in the church. Some of you, you are only in the church when you need help. Don't be that kind of a member. If this is your church, one of your responsibility towards the running of the church is to be somebody who pays your tithe. Yes. It helps and it goes a long way to make church easy for us to run. Are you listening to me? What's the essence of a church owing money and you are a member of the church? You understand what I'm saying to you? Yeah. So those of you in the church who don't believe in I must pay tithe, something is wrong with the kind of member you are. So you to the day you die, and your family members come. So your member is dead. We'll say that, that if we have heard, we'll come for the funeral. Yeah, we'll come for the funeral. They shouldn't come and say, we should do the funeral. Do which funeral? If your lack of paying tight collapse the church, who will come and bury you? I think church members must start praying for the anointing to bury yourselves. Oh Lord, when I die. Help me to bury myself. Father, Lord, give me the ability to die and bury myself. Maybe that should be your prayer. The church you never helped to build, the church you never pushed forward, is the church that you need now when you are dead. Ha. Me, I won't come. Okay, I'll come, but I won't bury you. Yeah, I'll come, but... Some of you, when you are coming to marry, you need the church. When we check your, we check your tithe record, you don't pay tithe. 
You know, I've seen churches being accused, you know, like maybe we have done the church now, right? We've done the background, beautiful. Then we have put lights, beautiful lights. Then it's their wedding day. They want the church to give the hall to them for free. I've seen pastors accused of that. Yes. If you go and check, the person has never paid tithe. But when we're buying the light, we didn't buy it using speaking in tongues. So that's the moment the church says, okay, the hall is 20,000 for one hour. Yeah. Then they'll be like, hey, I've been in this church. This is where I fellowship. Hey, you fellowship where? Coming here, sitting here is not fellowship. But becoming a partaker, helping the church to move forward is part of the fellowship. Rise up on your feet. Say from today, I am going to develop good and godly habits. Effective now. Say effective now. Lift your two hands. We're coming to pray and um, we're going to spend some time praying before we close. So lift your two hands and begin to thank God for his word and ask the Holy Spirit to imprint this word in your heart. Ask the Holy Spirit to imprint this word in your heart. Ask the Holy Spirit to imprint this message in your heart. I'm not hearing you church. I'm not hearing you church. Ah. Ah. Come on, lift your voice. We're coming to enter intercession now. Hey, love springs, I cannot hear you praying. Give the Lord thanks. Come on, lift your voice, pray, Rabba Rabba Shatara Baba Baba Rabba Rabba Shatara Baba Baba Rabba Rabba Shatara Baba Baba Masu Dede Beria Kadolo Mono Mono. 
we give you praise, O oh God. We give you thanks. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Please go with me to Isaiah 64, the verse 1. We come and pray for a few things before we go. Amen. When God's presence comes into a space, into an atmosphere, it causes something to happen. So the prophet Isaiah said in Isaiah 64, the verse 1, Oh, that thou wouldest render the heavens that thou wouldest come down, that the mountains might flow down at thy presence. There are some difficulties you're facing in your life. Only the tangible presence of God can bring a solution. By your own strength, you can do nothing. I want you to listen to that. By yourself, you can't do much. So, prayer times are times where we bring God's presence into our lives, into our situations, in order to effect change. I'm going to say that again. Times like these are times when we bring God's presence into our lives in order to effect change. So something is not going well in your life unless you have times like this where God's presence comes into your life you are unable to effect change. Are you listening to me? So, we're coming to pray and I want you to 
move around, move free, move, move. Don't, don't just stand there. Some of you that standing there is, is why it looks like we are not praying. Amen. Yeah. And some of you have been praying all week. Today you are standing there like you have been programmed into silence. That's hypocrisy. Do you understand? We want to find liberty to be able to pray. And in the house of God, there must be liberty. Yeah. Some, sometimes you feel like you are, if you feel too cornered, move. Yeah. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Yeah. I want you to find a place you're comfortable as we enter prayer right now. Amen. All right. Lift up your right hand and I want you to pray that this moment of prayer will be a moment of an encounter with the supernatural. Lift up your voice and begin to pray that this moment we are coming to enter will be a moment of encounter for the supernatural. Lift your voice and pray. Lift your voice and pray. Come on, lift your voice and pray. It's a prayer time right now. Let this be the atmosphere of the supernatural. Pray, 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 pray. Pray, pray, pray. 
Amen. God bless you. Go with me to Psalms 5 verse 8. He says, Lead me, O Lord, in thy righteousness because of my enemies. Make thy way straight before my face. Lead me, O Lord, in thy righteousness because of my enemies. The reason why God must lead you is because of your enemies. Amen. We want to pray that 2023, the Lord will make his way straight before me. It is rather unfortunate that year after year, we end up having our own way. And our own ways have never led us anywhere profitable. But we want to pray that 2023, this is the essence of our fasting before the year advances too much. You understand? That 2023, the Lord will make his way plain before you. And that he will lead you in his righteousness in 2023. Lift up your right hand. Say this after me. Say, oh Lord, in this year, make your way plain before my face. Even concerning any issues in my life. Lord, I beseech your throne that you will lead me 
in the path of righteousness in 2023 lift your voice and begin to pray right now that the Lord will make his way plain before you and he will lead you in the path of righteousness before this year 2023 make your way before me Lord in this year 2023 my Lord and my God lead me in the path of righteousness Jesus, 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 Make your way plain before me, Lord, on issues, on diverse issues in 2023. Lord, make your way plain. Let me see your way clearly. Your way for my life. My God, my God. Make your way play before me, Lord. Show me your way. Make your way plain 
Lord before me this year. Guide me this year. My father, my father. Jesus, Jesus, Amen. Praise the Lord. Are you praying? Ask your neighbor, are you praying? Psalms 25 verse 14. The secret of the Lord is with them that fear him and he will show them his covenant. The secret of the Lord is with them that fear him and he will show them his covenant. I want us to pray that God will reveal to you this year the secret behind your problems. Every problem has a secret behind it. The day you discover the secret behind the problem is the day it loses the power. Do you understand? Yeah. It may be an abortion you did. You know? It may be a lie you told. A disappointment you caused somebody and they cursed you. You don't know. But the thing is working behind the scenes against you. Are you listening to me? Yeah, don't take this prayer for granted. God is able to show you this is the root cause of why 
you are always broke. He will show you. He can show you. This is the root cause of this sickness. Come on church. He, he will tell you. The reason this sickness has refused to live is because of this. He will show you. Amen. Yeah. And then also, um, we want to pray that God will bring to light secret plans against you. You know, if anything has been planned this year against your life, God should bring it to light. Yes, nothing should remain hidden in darkness against your life. I didn't hear your amen. If there is somebody plotting around you where you work, may that secret not stay in darkness. May that secret be exposed. Somebody will walk to you and say, can I talk to you? And then the person will tell you everything they have planned against you. Yes. So the secret of the Lord is with them that fear him. And he will show them his covenant. Lift up your right hand and let's pray. Say this after me. You see, this is about your destiny. Yeah. There are people in this church pl- plotting against me. God should expose them. <laughs> you think you are the only one here to pray. I'm also praying now. Yes. You get a point now. Yeah. Expose them. Bring their plans out of darkness. Expose it in the light. Oh yes. If they have gone somewhere to put your name on an evil altar, Lord, expose it. Yes. I don't know if they do that. They discover that here. You see two, two wood carvings of a man and a woman put together and then they have bound it. Yes. Wood carvings. You see, somebody has been working with someone and the person has gone to a muganga and bound the person and the person that the mumu doesn't know. Expose it. Hey, listen to me. Sometimes you should be there this year and God shows you something. He said, that's it. That's it. That's it. Lift up your right hand. Say this after me. Say, oh Lord. Oh, Lord. Ah, your oh Lord is weak. Oh. Say, oh Lord. Oh, Lord. Reveal, to me Reveal to me every secret Behind my problems that are in my life, say, Oh Lord, bring to light everything planned against me in darkness in the name of Jesus. Open your mouth and begin to pray right now. Lift your voice and begin to pray. Sha <laughs> 
Jesus, reveal, bring into dark, into light what has been plotted in darkness. <laughs> Jesus Around the Bahai, around the Bahai, around the around the La Tembre Catea, Zumarato Capai, Zimba Zumbre Caris, Reparabarabaha, La Baya Caparabababa, Recatupaya Capa, Recatupaya Capa, Tane Lazuza, Zembre Capea. Resembre Kadere Yes, 
Zabaya 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 Zembele Ketea Ratubrande Rebezia Ilinde Ketere Ratoparabaraba Razombarabadosa Elade Bring it to light. Reveal evil plan against your children in 2023. My God, expose evil agendas against the church, against your people, against your children. Bring it to light, Lord. A prayer that if you are not sincere, you won't pray it. And if you pray it without sincerity also, it wouldn't work for you. I want us to pray that God will help you deal with persistent buried grudges. Some of you have grudges in your hearts against people you don't want to admit to. It is called persistent buried grudges. It is called half-acknowledged enmity. In slightly you have acknowledged enmity, but it's there. Like you yourself, if you want to be honest, you have an enemy. Do, do you get it? Good. <laughs> what it does, it, it blocks your spiritual flow. Take me to Matthew 5.23 quickly. Watch this. Church, watch this. Matthew 5.23. Jesus said, therefore, if thou bring thy gift to the altar, and there, that is, as you came here, remember us, that thy brother hath ought against thee. Now, a lot of times, we don't look at this scripture closely. He's not even saying that you have something against the brother. He's saying that you remember that your sister has a problem with you. Now, that's more weighty. If I have the problem, maybe I can stay here I say, okay, God, I've, for, I've forgiven it. Let, let it go, right? No. She has a problem with you. Verse 24. Leave there thy gift before the altar. As for the offering, the church will take it. You, you have to leave it. Do you understand? And go thy way. First. Be reconciled 
to thy brother and then come and offer thy gift. So year after year, some of us have been carrying people in our hearts. Hating. Do you understand? Being bitter. You don't talk to your brother. You don't talk to your sister. Imagine you are wasting two years blocking your own breakthrough. Whereas you can deal with it and God opens a way for you. I see the church is quiet now. I have vowed, I will, one day I vowed to never forgive my brother. Yes? I was angry. And it blocks you. I said it blocks you. Yeah. You see, if you are not born again, you won't, you won't take what I'm saying seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Have Acknowledged enmities. Oh, there's really no problem. There's really they, they are hating. Amen. Yeah. So I want us to remove that. The year is still young. You get it. Some of you, your problem is with a father. A father you haven't forgiven. There is enmity there, but you see. It's like, it's just half-heartedly acknowledged. It's, it's not really a big issue, but there's an issue. And then let me admonish you. When you have finished praying this prayer, make a conscious effort to be reconciled. There's a sister you are not in talking terms with. You see each other as enemies. After you have prayed, make an effort to be reconciled. Listen, otherwise, all this, you're wasting your breath. On top of it, you're wasting your energy. And then you're wasting your time. There is only one way. Behold, how good and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It is like the precious ointment poured upon the head of Aaron, running down his beard, Touching his garment. It is good for brethren to dwell together in unity. It is like a precious ointment. Unity love is like the anointing. There are people who can be in the same church and they don't talk. They don't greet. You too, you, you say you are what? One sister told me. This sister doesn't greet me. She will come. I'll be standing where she will greet and greet this brother. And then say, hmm. you two, you are a Christian. Let's be serious. You two, you are fasting. Look, I fasted. I'm tired. Oh, I told my wife we are doing forties. Ah, but you fasted the other day. Then I said, oh, that is December. Now it's January. Sometimes I'm fast. As I'm leading this prayer, I wonder if I still have intestines. Like I can feel the place is empty. Then this, I'm leading somebody to pray who says, I won't talk to her. 
Do you understand? You are wasting not only your time. Manze, you are wasting my time also. <laughs> you are not wasting. Oh, you see, hard-heartedness eh, will stop your breakthrough. Yeah. Some of you, though, you are too proud and arrogant. You are too, you're too hard-hearted. Nothing moves me. Nothing will move me. If you like, pray. If you like, don't pray. You, but I'll give the prayer point anyway. Amen. Lift up your right hand. <laughs> Say, oh Lord. Oh Lord. Hey, this is the most weakest, oh Lord. Say, oh Lord. Oh Lord. Remove from me. Remove from my heart. Any persistent buried grudges. Half acknowledged enmity. Against anyone. And every other thing. That can block my spiritual vision. Block my breakthrough. In 2023. Say, Lord, remove it from me in the name of Jesus. Open your mouth and begin to pray. Pray right now. Come on, lift your voice and pray. Child of God, pray. Ask the Lord to remove it from you. Remove from my heart. Remove from my life. Have acknowledged enmities. Jesus, 
Jesus, child of God, pray for yourself. Whatever will, pray, will block your breakthrough. Jesus. Jesus. Caparado, Kerema Rapaya, Zempele Adia, Grazuza Kaze, Pre, 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 Renduriviriapa, Zaza, Zaza, Zaba, Zatula, Bacapai, Keremerenderemakada, Jesus, Atalo Malamandabaha, Karemereberebe, Mantabotantabaha. Itanta botanta rabaha Itadoma rebereberebes Ayamba raparadada Zembereka periabai Katuna marabosa Teresivo Zazu sambara Kelima dama yekata Zemba zazuze Zembreka riadai Lembroka bora marabaha Salema Sabe, 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 Lumbro Capos, Resamba, Ligado Marapes, Rosaza Zuzaza Legete Barakapa Cobaros Fazande Rebesindidigos Gridisca Postidias Sindele Messina Cora Marenda Iemayanda Cora Bosan Parabos Ilebeleve Capayabara Razaca Remove from my heart, from my soul, from my spirit, Lord. La pea mandios capaz, Anything that will block my breakthrough this year. Zazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazazaz
We have two more prayers to pray. Is that good? Every year, the enemy set snares, traps for us to fall into. Sometimes the snares are a bad decision. A bad decision. You just take that bad decision and then you fall into the snare. I want us to pray against every snare. David prayed and he says, my soul is escaped as a bird out of the snare of the fowler. If you keep falling into the enemy's snare, it hinders your upward movement in life. I want us to pray against snares planted in the year. And sometimes the year will just start and, uh, normal, normal. And then at some point something happens, you take a decision and then you fall into the snare. Sometimes the enemy digs a pit. Do you get it? So that you will fall into the pit. Hmm. Careful. Yeah. So I believe that if we're praying because the year is new, this should be one of the prayers we pray. That you will never fall into the snare of the enemy or into the pit dug out for you. Okay, you are tired. Say amen. Yeah. So we want to break and speak frustration to those snares and to those pits. Lift up your right hand. I want you to seriously pray. Amen. Yeah. 
Say this after me. Say, Father, I speak frustration unto every evil snare prepared against me for 2023. Say, Lord, every satanic pit against my life, my business, my finances, my family, and my children. Say, today, I neutralize it by the power of the Holy Ghost. Lift your voice and begin to pray right now. Come against snares, satanic snares. <laughs> I speak frustration, Lord, to every sign set and laid out for me for 2023. I speak divine frustration against the snares and Trappings of the enemy, la duka ya kabai, zaga zubara Let 
There are things people do before the year starts. Both for themselves and uh, against others. They would have done it by November, December. When the joker of a Christian is planning to go and have sex in a village, his enemies are burying his prosperity. They are already activating the yearly failures. Come on now. So somebody has entered a year and the enemy has already activated your failure for the year. So what will you come out of the year with? Failure. I want us to pray. This one is both warfare and then a pronouncement concerning your prosperity for the year. Do you understand? Do you understand? Or you want to go home now? Amen.
when I was prophesying to Elvina, she thought I was joking. Yes. She shocked that people have gone to Juju and have gone mad in her family. She's here. You told me yesterday. Was it yesterday? Yes. They have gone to touch something and they have gone mad. Or oh, I'm lying. And these are people you know. They'll come and eat. They'll come and drink with you. And then they'll go behind the scenes. And where they enter, you can never enter. The house, the shrines, the idols, and the, the witch doctors they meet. You come and pray. So, uh, I have to chew mirror. <laughs> come and pray. Oh, I'm washing clothes. I don't know how it feels like when you know that these people have shook their hands. I've eaten with them. I've sat with them. We've slept in. I don't know how you feel when you know that this person, you are being told. Or you know that the reason is because they've gone and something has backfired and the person is now mad. Like, how do you feel? And you know that except the Lord surrounds you, the people who want to waste you. You you think I organized this prayer meeting for you. Me too. I organize it for myself. <laughs> if somebody wants to take my image to a witch doctor, I am praying that you and the witch doctor, you go mad. Yes. As you slap the witch doctor, he slaps you. You and the witch doctor will enter slapping competition. And you don't have to do anything against these people for them to try to finish you. Some people, your mere existence, just that you are there, you are alive, is enough to anoint them. Look at you. It's not that you even have the money. But the mere fact that you are alive, somebody wants you out. Somebody sees your mother's children. You dress nicely. You're all doing well. They look at their own children. Firstborn is a drunkard. Secondborn is an addict. Thirdborn, and then they see your mother's children, and you all seems to be quite okay. They say, nah, this woman has too much peace. Let me finish some of her children. That's all. That's all. That's all. And that is the joker who doesn't pray. Some of you are in situations... You're trying to pull yourselves out of it. You can't stop drinking. And I can tell you, you can never stop drinking until you take Jesus seriously. Because whatever has put you in that situation is not mere, it's not mere test or beer or mere test for vodka. It's not mere test for drugs. Whatever took you into that situation is more powerful than you think. 
Hey. And the church is quiet. So I want us to pray. We're going to combine this and pray for our breakthrough. Is that a good thing? Yeah. I believe it's a good thing. I want you to come to church blessed. Yeah. The reason I, um, I labor is because of blessings. Do you understand? I labor for your blessings. I'm praying and fasting that the church will be blessed. You, the members of the church, will be blessed. Glory to God. Lift up your right hand and say this after me. Say, Father, in 2023, I reject every witchcraft burial of my prosperity in the name of Jesus. Say, Lord, let every good road closed against me by the enemy in 2023 open now open now in the name of Jesus say any power and every power activating failures against me I command you defeated right now say father my season of breakthrough shall not entertain satanic delays say therefore I overrule every satanic decree against my life and my prosperity say let my breakthrough be pursued this year unto completion by the angels of the living God Say every satanic power that torments me in my dreams and fights my prosperity fall down and die in the name of Jesus. Say now, oh Lord, let your blessings have foothold in my life in the name of Jesus. Open your mouth and begin to pray right now. Come on, lift your voice, child of God, pray. Pray, come on, pray. Ah. Ah. I reject every satanic barrier, witchcraft barrier of my prosperity in 2023. Ah, 
Every satanic activation of failure year after year, I scatter that altar, I scatter that power in the name of Jesus. No man or woman shall activate failure in my life. In Power! 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 Kadima Ratosa! Iduba Rosambare! Limpre di Saladada! Ayeyeyeyeye Maya! Mazagazuga Rabarada! Zatele Mekatia Kapa! Limbro Kapondia! Rendiri Mosanda Zua! Arekepele Mekapaha! Failure will not be activated in my life. Let your blessings take foothold in my life in 2023. Jesus. 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 Power of the Holy Ghost. Let the blessing of the Almighty begin to take foothold in my life. Razuza let your prosperity take foothold in this church 2023 let's see your blessings all around the church all around your people in their life oh lord 
Yeah. 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 Tarizo parabaraba. Zazuman Jesus. Indobragadas, Kebaros, 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 Katiata, Limbre de Macadidos, Holy Ghost, Credis Capa, Credis Capa, Limbre no son, no son, no son, no son, Lift up your two hands unto Jesus. In Jesus' name we worship. Let this year mark the year and the beginning of all good things in your life. May the blessings of Jehovah begin from now to take foothold in your life. Any power 
that activates failures, activates disappointments, activates lack, poverty, rejection and disfavor. Let that power be arrested by the power of the Holy Ghost. From this day, may you begin to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. May you walk in victory in this year and beyond. In the mighty name of Jesus, may the snares and the traps of the enemy against your life backfire. Any altar that will receive your case, may that altar be destroyed by fire. Any man around your life, woman around your life, for your destruction and for your disgrace, may the Lord expose them in the mighty name of Jesus. No weapon fashioned against your life shall prosper. No weapon fashioned against your ministry shall prosper. You have the upper hand from this mountain. I said you have the upper hand from this mountain. I said you have the upper hand from this mountain. You will come down this mountain full of the glory of Jehovah. In the mighty name of Jesus, the Lord God bless you. May he bless whatever you touch. May doors open unto you of their own accord. Wherever you go, may you embrace favor. In the mighty name of Jesus, you are blessed in Jesus' name. Shout a big amen. We have no doubt that you have received a blessing from the word of God preached by Apostle Raymond Tamaklaw. Do join either of our services at Love Springs International Church Headquarters this and every Sunday at 9 a.m. Connect with Apostle Raymond Tamaklaw on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. God richly bless you and lead you in a series of victories.